0: darn and not to it but to do it brother let's roll in a world
1: where carolina panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for panthers news and opinions only one podcast roars ferociously it's the c3 panthers podcast
2: Wow, wow, wow. Come on in, Panther fans. Have a seat on the therapy couch as the longest running Panthers podcast delivers every Tuesday night live at 9 p.m. We've got a fantastic show despite uh, the tumultuous nature or the, I guess, the downtrodden nature of Panther Nation in this season. But we've got a lot to bring to you tonight. In fact, tonight's show is titled A Wounded Carolina Panthers Await Atlanta Falcons Face-Off. The game is Thursday night. We'll still, we'll be up here late doing a post-game show after the game with your calls. Also, we've got from th- everything tonight from who is your, uh, who would you want to be the player coach, not named Luke Keekly, that you would appoint if you were the owner of the Carolina Panthers, Where's that bird at? Robbie Anderson is missing in action, negative yards. And it's a blackout Thursday night, and the Panthers are giving away one mini black helmet to all of Panther Nation. I've got some things to say about that, and I hope they give out more. We're going to try to hook you up with all the latest news from the fan perspective and even touch on some of the firings that happened, still firing people. And as one person on Twitter, I laughed out loud that said, man, it's rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic as you fire these head, these assistant coaches. But we've got that plus more. And Cody Lashney, my wheel man, I don't know how much you believe in the prophecy of dreams. But when we talk about the prize picks tonight, I had a dream last night and me and CMC got into it. <clears throat>
0: Hey, man, I hear listen, all about it. Uh, I hope you meant fighting. Yeah, said getting into. It, oh, yeah. I, I, mean, don't, oh, I, dude, I don't know if I want to know, bro. I don't know if I want to yeah. know. Oh, I, no, will, I
2: knocked do. his ass out. World listen, champion right man, here.
0: The Carolina Panthers got thumped last Sunday. And listen, man, we can sit around and sulk and feel sorry for ourselves. But damn it, that's not what we're going to do, man. We have to move on. We're going to talk about the post-mortem of this matchup, what it means for the future, what we feel about this matchup with our division rival, Atlanta Falcons. There's so much to talk about tonight. But you already know we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know them. I love them. It's our man Drew, Anthony Picarello, Chris Mortensen, Dakota, Panther Pickle, Rockhead81, Shane Reed, Smells Like Blue, Tim Estes, William Taylor, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
2: The number's 252-228-5098. We're taking your calls. We want to know who you would nominate as head coach, who was a former Carolina player or current player even, I'll even take, not name Luke Kuechly, because I feel like that's the easy one, right? Uh, We want to hear your thoughts on the rearranging of the deck chairs, what you uh, are expecting of this blackout game and CK, I'm sure a lot of people, when I say they're going to have a blackout Thursday, we're wishing they would actually black it out on television. And kind of is, is that if you are the one person who doesn't have Amazon prime these days, you don't have to watch it.
3: Right. I mean, so at this point in time, I mean, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to be excited about with this game. Uh, the only thing i'm looking forward to uh with regard to this game is the fact that it was a good game last week right it ended up in overtime and uh there were or some two weeks, really, weeks ago yeah two weeks ago i mean well i mean sort of like two week weeks and a half. not quite yeah um and so i there is some excitement with regard to seeing a game that's competitive to some degree but outside of that man i'm i'm sitting here looking at this schedule and i i it's so weird how we went from like just I, I don't see a single person on there that we can't beat, and now it's like I don't know if we can beat any of these guys. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 a bit depressing. And honestly, I'm so I'm a I am absolutely afraid that we are going to absolutely look like t- look entirely uh, to. Uh, just
2: get blown out in flat. the black uniforms,
3: yeah. yeah, and and in front of everybody. Like, I mean, it's just—I don't even know. I, I, I think we're going to see the lowest-rated uh, Thursday night football game of any of these uh, games that have come out so far this year.
2: You know, the weather is uh, supposed to be frightful. I don't know where this uh, storm front or whatever is coming in, but uh, if or at least I had my wife checking the weather when we were riding around today, and she said it was start, uh, supposed to start raining around 9 o'clock here in Greenville. Mm. Obviously, the forecast is a couple of days out, and that's always um, destined to change. But they were talking about uh, a lot of that rain on Friday. But here's the thing, folks, is that this is an important part. Somebody brought it up. In the, in the chat is that the weather's supposed to be bad. This is going to be a ground-and-pound game. Interestingly, that's what the Atlanta Falcons want to do no matter what. Probably what we want to do regardless. Right. But we got to remember this when we're putting our fantasy lineups in, when we're making our prize picks, because if it's rainy and windy and after the game that P.J. Walker had, uh, you might not want to just necessarily be thinking that teams are going to be passing it all around in fact why would you even think that greg strange occurrence that i saw someone bring up today in the news was um one of the panther reporters i think it was ellis what is his first name or maybe that is for gosh I john ellis me. john El- no not Pan- not the um <clears throat> not the one that does the clips all the time and stuff he's a newer i don't know he might even be the guy that's on uh jonathan stewart's podcast He was saying this is Baker Mayfield, no media availability. And when they asked why, no response from the team. Hmm. Greg, right now, PJ Walker, who went from witness the Walker wonder, the Walker stalker, to the Walker, witness the Walker blunder, is set to start Thursday night. Right. Man, is Baker a little salty that his performance in that second half, Greg? didn't earn him a new uh, the job back because he lost the job according right. to injury.
4: Yeah, I mean honestly, I I don't know but he should be salty. If it feels like he lost the job because then I get that they were he was playing behind the second string players there, but he wasn't in the first drive. First drive of the second half was against starters. And yeah, they may have been up thirty five, but he drove down the field in the first. I don't know, man. The the main point is it doesn't really matter we don't have quarterback on this team, whether it be Baker Mayfield, whether it be Sam Darnold, whether it be PJ Walker, that is a good enough quarterback to run this team in the future. We have somebody who maybe can be a bridge or go and then fill a position until we get to the end of the season. And we've answered that question a number of times. We know this already. So it doesn't really matter. But as far as Baker Mayfield being salty about it, uh, I'm not sure if he is or not, but I mean, he kind of has reason to be. Like I said, if he lost due to injury and he came back and, Blew the doors off of what PJ Walker did in the first half, then yeah, I feel like he kind of got some ways there. he did
2: lose the job technically to injury, but he was playing so putridly bad at the moment. Yeah. Like, agreed, it, he was going to be benched yeah. probably anyway in some right. case. But we also have Sam Darnold being activated. Uh, also, we'll be talking about Jeremy Chin, who is back into practice, off uh, or you know, it looks like he's getting back to healthiness but will not be playing, Uh, I think Steve Wilkes said that would be asinine. So there's a ton. There really is a lot to talk about, but here's what we need, Panther fans. Right now, only 58 people on the Tuesday night show, the flagship show. This kind of tells us something about the temperature of the Mm -hmm. Carolina Panthers because we have been just doing numbers for the last year. Even in the offseason, we have been kicking ass, and it's because we've got – some great fans and we've built, we are, we're forming a great community together. We need your help folks. Make sure you smash the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe, check out all the short form content we're putting out. Also call into the show at two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. 5098. Share the show. And don't forget tonight's show is brought to you by manscaped, the number one company for men's grooming products, particularly below the belt products. And I tell you one thing, there's going to be a lot of players cut this off season from this team. And the last thing you want to cut is your junk when you're trying to keep it clean, keep it fresh and keep it nice for the ladies. You got to be ready at any moment, fellas, because your number could be called just like PJ Walker's number was called, just like Sam Darnold's number could be called. Just like Terrace Marshall Jr.'s number has finally been called and you want to be fresh and clean, use Manscaped products, use the promo code Panthers and you get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. That's a special code for us, Panthers. You go to the Manscaped website, whatever you buy, whether it be the Lawnmower 4.0, which is their Cadillac product, whether it be the crop preserver which is the top of the line product folks this right here is ball deodorant keeps you fresh and clean through, despite the weather despite your circumstances despite the hardship you encounter you got to keep yourself fresh one of my other favorite products too this beautiful leather toiletry bag that comes with the premium pack this actually is the coolest one very masculine I tell you this is that men. i don't know if especially if you're married and your wife does a lot of the packing and things for you guys when you go on a trip my wife always is bitching and complaining that she's the only one that packs and this and that but every time i pack something put it in the bag she's like oh you didn't arrange it right you didn't she's refold whatever this is the one thing i always put all my toiletries in this bag i stick it right in there perfect look cool feel cool manscape promo code panthers help support us Help the Panthers, the C3 Panthers podcast grow, man. We will be here regardless. Regardless. We'll be here on Tuesday nights. We'll be here after the games. We'll be here on whenever, all the time, every time. Tomorrow night, we've got uh, the beat check. Right now, we've got a Falcons um, writer from the Falcon Hall joining us and potentially Joe Person still. Still trying to line him up and finalize that. So... That's all the details. That's the deets. Let's talk Carolina Panthers this week. We'll start with this game on Thursday night, the blackout game, the one we wished they would actually blackout. Ugh. Here's the big news right here, folks. Are we cool with P.J. Walker being named the starting quarterback against the Atlanta falcons this is the story right now is a pj walker after a whopping where actually played the first half last week against the cincinnati Bengals. down in passing situations he was three for ten with nine yards yeah he finished the game i think with two interceptions he almost had as many interceptions as he had completions he was benched after well i mean they put in Baker Mayfield for the second half. And Baker Mayfield probably played arguably his best game of the season this year, didn't make any mistakes, made his completions, didn't have the batted balls that he had. And now P.J. Walker is being brought back in to play the Atlanta Falcons, who he did have a very good game against a week and a half. And Baker Mayfield is unavailable for the media. Cody Lashney, is this the right move? And is there a story to Baker Mayfield's Lack of availability to the
0: media. Well, Tony Dunn, let me answer you very simply. Yes, and yes. One, yes, this is the right move. And yes, there is a story to be told about this. Number one, look, I know that right now none of these quarterbacks inspire any kind of hope in Panther Nation. And that goes without saying, man, we have seen now both P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold at one point throughout their Panther career become interception machines, giving the ball over at a high clip. So it's understandable if you're looking at P.J.'s last performance and not feeling very confident. But the question that I pose to all of you is what quarterback has been better for the Carolina Panthers than P.J. Walker? Yes, that last performance was not very good. I understand that completely. But right now, especially against the Atlanta Falcons, we have one quarterback, that is proven to be able to do more damage than any of the other ones. Now, number two, you said, is there a story there? Absolutely there is, man. Baker Mayfield is big time upset, big time up hurt, you know, really hurt. He feels that this is his last opportunity to audition for a starting quarterback job in the NFL. And now Steve Wilkes is going to go with P.J. Walker over him and not give him that opportunity that he came here to Carolina for. Right. I know he's a little bit upset, but frankly, I don't know what argument on earth makes you put Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. on the field over Sam Darnold when Baker Mayfield as Wait, a starter, over Sam Darnold or I mean, P.J. Over Walker? P.J. Walker mm-hmm. has never proven to be able to put an offense on the field that is at all competent at all. What about last week
2: and his performance last week did you not see any uh glimmers of like the baker that we thought
0: we were getting last week no i mean listen he came in provided a spark kudos to him but remember that we're playing against the bengals backups at this point they're pulling starters they're playing not not
4: in the beginning of the third quarter they weren't
0: i'm just saying man listen as the game moved on we put up the most points When the Bengals knew that the game was over, man, and the game was over, so I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna say, oh, all of a sudden Baker is now able to do something that PJ Walker doesn't or can't. I'm sorry, Mm. that's just not, that's not the truth for me.
2: Have we really seen a lot from Baker? I mean, from PJ Greg, other than? the Atlanta Falcons game and the crazy pass. And I guess you could say he played well against Tampa
4: Bay. Also, he, he really didn't, he didn't play great against Tampa Bay. He played like a Baker Mayfield type game. And though I'll counter your point there, Cody with Pete with you, are right. Like there, there's nothing that like screams that Baker Mayfield is the guy, but there's more evidence that shows Baker Mayfield is the guy based on at least what happened last week. than there is to say, Let's change it back to PJ PJ had the one good game. And you're like, you're right. Baker played against backups last week for most part in the second quarter. PJ played against backups, the entire game against Atlanta, they were on their third string, third string, third string DBs, and they're still not a very good team. So he played. And if you look at every other game of PJ's career, he's put up Baker numbers or less. And most of the time, less even in the Tampa Bay game, he only had like 178 passing yards he was efficient and he didn't turn the ball over but he didn't have a great game i think there were three rushing touchdowns so i mean and the defense played outstanding 21 to 3 so i mean there's nothing well i don't think that it's the right decision to do this it's also not wrong because nobody on the team is is really like has really earned the job it doesn't really matter at this point but i can see why baker gets upset because if it's a matter of earning him and sam darnold have done more than, B- than P.J. has in their games, but Sam Darnold's been the best so far. If you really sit down and look at the stats and the wins and mm. the games
0: played, oh, Sam man. Darnold's but been the best. But my question so far. is, what what has okay, yes, at the start of last year, Sam did well, mm-hmm. but what has Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold done better than P.J. Walker?
4: What has and P.J. Walker done better
0: than them?
3: He had he one, way one good game. Dude, DJ no, he looked way better.
0: D.J. Mm. Moore is an actual factor in our offense with P.J. A Walker good point. At, at, right. at quarterback. A and by the way, now that you don't have a Christian McCaffrey, now that you don't have that safety valve for guys like Baker and Sam that are kind of tepid to push the ball downfield at times, I, I don't know, man. I just I just feel like P.J. Walker is still the hot hand. Um, I, I'm know, just saying Yeah, he, they started earlier under Matt Rule, but Matt Rule is a moron. Uh, mm-hmm. Those were two Matt Rule picks granted pj walker was as well he also went to temple but in my mind from a physical uh uh, perspective pj walker is just the better player right now but again i don't blame anyone i do not blame anyone for feeling one way or the other man because like yeah not tallest short person yeah man none of these guys are a market improvement over the Mm -hmm. other one so here's the real story
2: ck We're missing one part of the puzzle. If Baker Mayfield plays more than 70% of the snaps, the pick that goes from the Cleveland Browns from a fifth turns to a fourth. And right now he has missed time. Why? Why? You know what I'm saying? Like why even uh, allocate more draft assets to a failed experiment, period, None of these guys are going to be with us. Who cares if any of them and all of them suck? Who cares about his feelings? P.J. Walker right now, if anything, is just probably the most, got the most reps with the ones in the last couple of weeks and is just ready on a short week.
3: Right. No, I, I agree. I think uh, that, but I also, I'm looking at it from the other perspective. Um, we, we looked better as an offense with P.J. Walker under center. Um, you can look at his numbers, but as a whole, as an offense, we looked way better. With PJ Walker, I agree. That, that's in passing game, getting the p. Like you can you can talk about his numbers, but his numbers are far better than what p, you know. Uh, Sam Darnold was putting up, um, or not Sam. I mean uh, Baker Mayfield was putting up. But here's the thing: is Baker had three games to prove what he had, and and he had three bad, not just bad, horrendous games, and PJ had one. Like that's. I don't think that that's. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he would lose an opportunity when Baker had three three bad games to lose his job.
4: PJ started three games, didn't he? Yeah, and he he lost his game halfway through the third one. So I mean, he had more than one. He he started three games.
3: No, he but he looked better in those two games than than Baker did. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like I'm. Baker, Baker had Baker looked,
4: one decent half. That's all he's had. I I, I wanna I'm gonna look I'm gonna compare the stats through their three games because I, I do want to see yeah. this. this is interesting. I'm Baker was
2: terrible, dude. He was horrific. And I think if anything, that uh what I think is this is that uh PJ, while he was so putrid last week. He was just one of many putrid aspects of the team. Like I almost don't even want to judge him entirely on that performance because like he should have probably probably been six of ten for 30 yards with two picks, but it was like everything went bad. Everything went bad. And, and uh
0: drops too. Can we mention that? Like there were some good passes by PJ that were dropped. Again, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but it, we had a bad performance up and down the field.
3: A hundred percent.
2: Well, I tell you one thing, Baker Mayfield might not be the only salty quarterback when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, but Cody Lashney, the man who dies on Hills, who digs in regardless has been probably the only warrior For Matt Corral being giving a legitimate, authentic chance next year. And uh, now people are starting to pick up on, and I'm not saying like, oh, they were listening to me. That's not what I'm saying. But like I told you guys like from the beginning that once he got hurt and then this stuff started going bad, he's going to be the baby with the bathwater. He's a casualty of war in the NFL. It's unfortunate, but with Matt Rule... We've seen too many quarterbacks go, or we've seen too many players who have just been associated with the old regime, right? We're going to talk about some coaches who are still being associated with the old regime. They're still being fired. All Matt rule guys in a certain sense, but Jared Feinberg, I believe is his name, uh, who, I don't know. I think who is he were, who is he? Well, no, he actually
0: writes for cat Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, he started tweeting a lot today in a thread about kind of the Cody Lashney position. It was almost like he channeled the Cody Lashney position and then responded to it and said, look, some people he should have just said, I know Cody Lashney still wants to see Matt Corral start next year. But what has he shown to say he should his preseason tape before the injury wasn't good. Can't keep going off his college film. It's going to be hard for him. And then he gets uh, somehow, I guess, I guess the Cody Lashney minions started coming after Jared Feinberg here. And they said, he said, I don't know why this is getting ratioed when it's a fair take on the situation, which I do think it is a fair take. But look at who is watching. Uh, Look at who is watching. Cody Bad Lashney, money. tell us what's going on.
0: I mean, yeah, listen, a lot of people kind of took this a bunch of different ways. But one of the things that we all fail to realize is that in the year 2022, everyone has access to the internet, man. And anything that you're putting out there in the public sphere, on Twitter, on social media, inevitably gets seen by these yeah. players. And you might say something like, just like this in passing thinking that you're just talking to Panther fans, but Matt Corral saw it and liked it. This kind of tells me that your boy is looking for motivation. Listen, if you do any research on Matt Corral, this man is the ultimate underdog. All he has ever had has had to do as a quarterback is prove himself from the moment that he was in high school to college. Now he's going to have to do it again in the pros, man. To me, this is an example of uh, Matt Corral not only showing that people are listening or showing people that he is listening, but also saying, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You think you know a lot about me? Oh, you think those preseason games was a good indicator of who I am as a quarterback? Yeah. All right, bro. What's up? And by the way, I want to make sure I'm on record. Yo, Matt, I believe in you, bro. I believe in you, man. I'm the number one fan. Dude, let's go. Nine millimeter. Matt Corral. This man has it, dude. He is a premier talent that we have not seen given a a really good chance to be the starting quarterback in the Carolina Panthers. Now, whether or not he gets that chance, that's out of my control. That's out of his control. However, mm -hmm. if given to him, oh, man, do not count this man out.
5: We
2: need the listeners of the C3 Panthers podcast to start and keep this up, telling Matt Corral that Cody Lashney – has been saying this for months. For weeks and months. He is the warrior. And what we need is to not only get Matt Corral to know that Cody Lashney is the reason that these takes even exist. It's the real truth about this. He is the only person.
5: So really. I, I mean, I'm like, I mean, a, arguably popular. you
2: are their leader. You're the leader of this of these of this I mean, group
0: yeah, dude, of this it, yeah. radical I'm, faction.
2: But we need I'm him to know. Kind of we need – no, I mean, I'm not even saying when – when I'm joking, you're the only one. You're the one that has a platform that's been saying this. I'm
0: loud about my shit, dude. Right,
2: yeah. and you haven't budged. And we need Matt Corral not only to know this, but we need him to come on the C3 Panthers podcast this offseason. Oh, yeah, let's do it, Matt. Let's wait till the transition. The guys are always going to be nervous to come on during the season, but they're, we, we can grab them during the offseason. We, we need you guys to help us get Matt Corral – on the C3 Panthers podcast, we'll clip these shorts. You guys are going to tag them. We're going to get this. Guys, there's other Panther players, though, who have been dealing with injury.
4: Well, and
2: Greg, Oh, go ahead, Greg. You got a point on this?
4: Well, no, I had a point on the thing we had before. I was, I was crunching some numbers. I, we were talking about the difference between PJ and uh, and uh, Baker because it was it was interesting to me because I, I hadn't looked at those yet. It's kind of rough looked at them. I wanted to see. It's surprisingly surprising, y'all. So Baker, through his first three games, had 473 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 54% completion rate. PJ, through his first three games, had 403 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 53.5% completion rate. So they're almost identical. Almost identical stats through I can't. Seasons. I'm sorry. It's so not. I'm just telling Greg, you that, great. I know that's, the stats the may stats show that
3: lie. the stats are hundred percent uh misleading in this, uh, without question. Because in I, one not, of those you, games we right took, there, yeah, we took over the game in rushing. Uh and what what yeah. unfortunately what uh what PJ was able to do was in the second half he turned it on. He just he almost he basically won the game outside of a, a kicker. A fiasco. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he came in and he did a tremendous job uh, in doing that. Um, and when you talk about what I saw with PJ is number one, he was way more accurate. He didn't have nearly as many batted balls. Um, and he had a better arm than what we see from, uh, from uh, Baker Mayfield uh, all, all year, this offense looked way better as a, as a functioning unit under uh, under PJ Walker than it ever did in the first three games or four games, whatever it was, of Baker Mayfield. Um, and I think you what you have to do is you have to take into account, what was that that fourth game that he got injured?
2: Who? Uh, Baker.
3: Uh, Baker. I
2: think it was later than that.
3: Was it the fifth game?
0: Uh, no, I think it was four because number five was Los Angeles, and that's when PJ started. PJ started yeah.
2: yeah. So,
3: and,
0: um, in, so uh,
2: Matt Rule was fired after week four? Wow. Yeah. That was that. Yeah, and, uh, so,
0: right. And to Greg, just to, to kind of add to CK's thing look, whoever you like best, again, it's a big whatever burger at this right, point. Right. My thing my, my to cap off what CK did, Greg, is if you're going to feel confident about one, I just feel like you have to be able to say without question that Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield bring something specific to yeah. the offense. That P.J. Walker is incapable of, and I don't think there's anything like that that exists for those two.
4: Yeah, and I I can I can understand that point, but I think you have to say that for every one of them because we say this now. Sure. If we go, I bet you if you go back and watch that Week One game against Cleveland because that was a long time ago you'll think differently about Baker Mayfield because we were He had a good fourth game. quarter and, that game. And he looked no, good that game. That was I in the mean, fourth I mean, quarter he looked good. Yeah, he and you had, you had a good fourth quarter. The, the, the game I'm with PJ where point. you were just talking about we had the run support game. He had 178 yards rushing and, th- and three right. touchdowns given to him on the, on the ground. It Baker does never help. had that. It does Baker never had that. It's all about Baker that draft pick.
2: Who cares? Who cares? No, it's about that draft pick. I'm just
4: trying to say that it doesn't – like what Cody's saying is right. There's nothing any one of them has shown – to say that they go over the vet, they're better than the other one, but PJ hasn't either. And for him to be elevated, he has to have done something to say that he's that this is the reason why I'm there. And he hasn't done anything to prove that. His track record, I would was say not sure that Atlanta game. game.
2: I think that Atlanta game, game was far better than any one game, game that yeah, Baker
0: that's, had. That's more than the anything Tampa, that Sam or the, Baker had. Even,
3: even the win against the Saints,
4: Just because Baker had fighting.
3: nothing to do with that. That was our defense entirely. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, a run
4: that's back true. for a score, and like it was same thing with the Tampa Bay game. Did Baker no, do enough the defense, in the, the second half to that was not? <laughs> Twenty-one to three, and that wasn't the defense. Twenty-one
3: to three, and there was three offensive touchdowns. Like right. this but, was, but,
4: but you stopped the other team from scoring at like three points. Right, That's defense, defense helped.
3: I'm saying yeah. the defense
4: helped, but when you look
3: at that Saints game, the defense had everything to do with that win. Yeah, everything. Like I, you can't look at that that uh, that game and point to they one other offensive. Right. Yeah, one right. offensive player that was a dominant player that actually contributed to that win. That was a horrendous offensive performance that happened. I remember after that game, we were like, man, that's just, that didn't really leave us feeling pretty confident about this team with winning that game.
2: Yeah. We really need to just be looking, A, I think, at that fifth and fourth round draft pick is one thing when it comes to Baker. And then really the other thing is honestly, if we are, unless we find that somehow we think that this team, is just sorely underperformed through whatever weeks we're at right now. And then last week was more of an anomaly, which has, we have no reason to believe that at all, we need to not be winning. So we need to be putting in whoever is going to help us (laughs) not win, but we also cannot lose as uncompetitively as we did last week, because that is just devastating to the fan base. When it comes to the injury, Uh we have been dealing with a lot uh, of injuries and one of the probably more significant ones that has affected our defensive play. Look, the Carolina Panthers defense was uh, pretty good through the first six weeks of the season. Over the last two weeks, they gave up like 79 points or some crap like that. Uh, Jeremy Chin has been inactive uh, he's been ret- He's been on injured reserve because of a hamstring injury. He's back on the practice field, but today Steve Wilkes said he will not be playing on Thursday. That would be asinine to rush him in on a short week, which I think is a smart move. And I would say the only thing that's heartening about this picture is that's a fly helmet he's wearing.
0: <laughs> it's a damn fly helmet. We're going to talk a little bit more about those helmets, but... I mean, no, just a simple question. Like, what, what kind of difference uh, does does Jeremy Chin uh, make to this defense right now? Like, I it, if any, you know, but can you is make, it enough? Can you, but that's what I'm saying. Can you make the case that maybe our defense has not looked as good because Jeremy Chin is our new Luke Kingsley? Not even comparing them as a player, but just saying that our leader. defense. Our defense runs like a well-oiled machine when Jeremy. Chen or is it's better. I wouldn't position. go
2: well-oiled. I would just say I mean, it's better with him on the field. He I is a even playmaker. Know,
3: I don't know that I would say that even because when you look at our our team when he was playing, we weren't like super dominant on defense. Our best defensive performance have come like came on the back of him not being in there, like against Atlanta. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, not Atlanta, but um, against uh, against I think our Saints game was a
2: good defense. Yeah, the Brady one was a good defense, was a good game. But I think this is that the I don't know if if we have Jeremy Chin against Atlanta and uh, against Atlanta, we win maybe because Kyle Pitts doesn't take that touchdown and run with it. Right, he's like a guy that's that's what he's there for in some ways. He makes us better. Look, let's not argue that we're not better without him. Right, um, but I also believe this is that like, are we is is this kind of like a a leaky uh, a leaky boat, right? And we got leaks all over the bottom and in, in the hole and yes, he would be a plug in one of the leaks, but there's just still more. Can I all can over I the ask place? You
3: do how much of our love for Jeremy Chin is based solely off of his rookie year?
6: None
2: well no well i mean a lot but no he's been good the whole time he had a good he had a good sophomore year it was just hard to live up to a a year where he had two defensive touchdowns in one single game against minnesota it's like you can't it's like jamar chase is going to regress to the mean after a year like he had his rookie year like it's impossible for him to have 1700 yards every season with twelve touchdowns, like yeah. if he gets twelve hundred yards and nine touchdowns this season, you're gonna be like,
0: oh well, uh, well, can I make a point here too? If you remember back to the information to the the source that we had that we released, uh there mm-hmm. were rumors that Jeremy Chin in his time here was very unhappy with the way that he had been played on defense, and that there was rumors that there was even a bit of a beef between him and Phil Snow. Basically that they were making him be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none, knowing how sometimes he would play him a linebacker, sometimes as a strong safety, sometimes as a free safety. They really ask him to do a lot. And, you know, this defense is so young, even considering Al Holcomb. Al Holcomb hasn't really even had Jeremy Chin at his disposal very much yet, if at all. So I, I do think it's going to be very interesting to see how the Panthers continue to implement jeremy Chen going forward but at the end of the day yeah like what tony said you are better having your best players on the field and knowing that the falcons are going to have cordero patterson back man it helps to have a uh, a player like jeremy Chen.
2: i think ck raises a interesting and more reasonable question though than we then i would give it like on face value Right. It's like, I think the question is this is like, are we just like uh, in love with Jeremy Chen because he's the prettiest ugly girl? I Man, I wouldn't say that, but you know what I'm saying? Like how much, right. and, and really what I would think is this, is that the problem with Jeremy Chen has nothing to do with Jeremy Chen. It has to do that. He doesn't have a ton of talent around him. Right. And like, I think he's excelled. I think he's been fantastic. He had a fantastic rookie year. He had a good, Uh, sophomore year it wasn't as good as his rookie year it was hard to especially when our defense kind of just regressed in a lot of different ways towards the end of the season I think he was making an impact in this on this team this year for me I'm glad we're not playing him simply because like why we have a good young player who really cares at this point um you know if like I mean, we don't want them to continue to get hurt. We don't want to, you know, when you play injured, you compensate when you're coming back from an injury. Like, does this hamstring link to an ankle injury that, you know, you're compensating somewhere? When you're not playing healthy, it's difficult. The other thing, too, uh, when it comes to this is, um, or what Cody was talking about, what's interesting about Jeremy Chin, if you guys remember his rookie season, he had a personal coach because they looked at him like that multi-tool so he would do like 30 minutes in the linebacker room, 30 minutes in the safety room. You know, like, and, he was, yeah. and he had one guy that like trailed and followed him around. So I'm glad. I think Steve Wilkes is making, I think first he's a secondary coach, like a, he's coached defensive backs. And I think he realizes too that like sacrificing these, these players' well-being for short-term gains is also is irresponsible. And I think that shows you a lot about the character of Steve Wilkes and someone who's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. Speaking of coaches, guys, a couple of them got the ax today or yesterday. Yeah. And my favorite quote about this is uh, this is like rearranging deck chairs as the Titanic sinks. Paul Pascaloni and what is the other guy? Who was the other guy? Gosh, why is his name something else uh, why, do we, why do I not have it written on the slide we got rid of Paul Pascalone and this is a I guess I think he's a defensive backs coach this kid no one knows his name not a single person on this show knows this dude's name
3: Paul Pascalone or the other guy
2: the other guy <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, he's a secondaries coach. I know that. The much. other guy, who is this other dude? Of, hold yeah. on, hold on. Evan Cooper.
2: Evan Cooper. Thank you.
0: Whew. No, and no, thanks specifically to Matt Knows Nothing. Uh, I had the, who I Matt had knows tweet.
2: everything, obviously. Yeah, right? yeah. I
0: had a tweet up uh, and then I lost it like right at the last second. Dude, that shows you how much or how important they were. But, like, uh, wait. Nah, eh. oh, okay. Well, first
2: of all, we got to remember this is that Wilkes was the secondary coach. This guy was not he was a temporary seven, secondary coach. It looks like because Wilkes was the defensive backs coach. Uh, as far as I know, before he got appointed to interim. Uh, interesting fact here. Paul Pasqualoni has always looked old, even when he was uh, the head coach or when he was coaching with the Lions. He has all, he was born, he was born old. Um, and this other guy, Evan Cooper, interesting. F- I th- I'm pretty sure he was with Matt Roulette Baylor. Wow. I don't really know. What do you guys think the significance? Why do you think that Wilkes did this?
0: Uh, do you have no to, idea. don't you? I why? mean, don't why? You why? The- well, how does yeah, it well, help? To- how to- does it help? Okay. Remember a couple of seasons back when uh, Ron Rivera was still the head coach? At the, it might have been 2019, and we got our asses whipped. And I'm talking bad. And Ron Rivera went through and made some some cuts and some coaching changes. I, I kind of think if you consider that performance against the Bengals, I mean, listen, there's a reason that, you know, why I called this podcast tonight a Wounded Carolina Panthers Await Atlanta Falcons because we are wounded, man. Uh... uh uh, Joe Mixon almost broke an NFL record. I mean, we were rendered completely ineffective by the third quarter. When you have that terrible of a performance, I mean, even if you want to blame the offense and the quarterback situation was bad and, you know, uh, uh, maybe uh, we just didn't have a passing attack and dropped ball that's fine. But there is literally no excuse for our defense playing as terrible as it did. There's no excuse but these guys, whatsoever. You have to make a change. And listen, I know y'all don't want to hear it, but with the Panthers being two games outside of the division league, us as fans might not believe in the team right now, but if you're a head coach, everything that you do has to be aimed towards winning football games. And if you're going to put out that kind of performance, someone has to go. You might call them a, uh, a scapegoat. Yes. But it, but hey, I'm, what, what else are you going to do in that Derek situation? Brown's
2: having his best year right now. Paul Pascalone, defensive line coach. Uh, we are working with right no sacks YG- on the
0: most sacked quarterback. What's that? No sacks on Joe Burrow, the most sacked quarterback in yeah. the NFL.
2: At the same time, we weren't saying this four weeks ago, that he was a problem. Right? And Cut, this is... Well, here is this is like, I want to know how you're getting uh, better in the short term, even from something, something like this, this one, this one, I don't really understand. I think these are, um, we talked about this last year when uh, Matt Rule started firing people is like the lifeboat is taking on water and you got to throw some people. It's either you or some other people. I, I mean, I don't, I just felt like this was to make Tepper happy. Or somebody having like I don't really know how all of a sudden your defensive front like why why this dude was the problem. And how about this? Is what do you do in the in the short term after this? How do you replace these guys? And also, you know, the reason you haven't fired Ben McAdoo is because you don't have a guy that you can plug and play uh to replace him. So I just feel like these are almost just like bystanders uh, I think these are people that are being thrown under the bus by the the people that are running the, the deep state in a certain sense
0: yeah yeah I mean you know again I don't mind if you want to call them scapegoats because again maybe they are but also I'm not necessarily too upset with it either I mean also consider the fact that for as much as we might like Steve Volks the man, I think, as time goes on, and if he continues to p- put up performances like that, then he's probably not going to be the the head coach very long, which also means that our entire coaching staff is probably going to be out the door at some point anyway. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's a big whatever, burger, just like our quarterback situation. None of these guys are going to be here long term. So, so why, why do, why do it? they sleep about it now?
2: I'm not losing sleep about it. I just feel like this. We didn't fire Al Holcomb because he's Steve Wilkes' boy, right? I mean, and uh, Dee's ill skill says Wilkes will bring in guys he knows and trusts. He's going to bring them off the street and say, hey, here's the defensive line. Get them playing well. I think this is interesting. We're going to go to this conversation in just a moment, given what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts. I just think these are a collateral damage. Uh, who put it up there? It was a great point. Is that player from the Himalayas said col- collateral damage? That's what it is. Is these guys are over there going damn, and then boom, all of a sudden it's like they're getting sacked. So um, who knows? I mean, like you said, are we losing sleep over it? No. It's just my question is is how do you get better if you're trying to say we're trying to get better by Thursday? How do you put new guys in new places and say good luck i think that's difficult to do on the fly as and global.
0: today uh the folks hinted that they uh that they would even look outside the organization to bring coaches in this year which is kind of crazier still right like mm-hmm. how many times in enough. the middle of a football season are you looking outside of your organization to bring oh we're talking in coach about that later bro line? for a yeah, team I mean, that's, how,
2: oh, how about yeah. what if you just brought in a head coach from that's outside a, the organization jeff
5: saturday, yeah, which i'm
2: all right with i'm gonna have some takes that you guys are not gonna like if you're upset about the jeff saturday conversation in indianapolis stick around because tony will make you more upset <laughs> just like i'm with cody lashney here ultimately I'm not losing sleep over it. It's just was it really helpful and beneficial? I don't know. more right. news though about the Panthers and this what one of the things actually before we transition and just kind of a segue here uh-huh. is that are is firing these guys just kind of part of the tanking mentality like you know what I'm saying It's like who no. really cares at this point is like no. just no, you don't think so.
3: I think those were rule guys again. Um I think that this could be a, uh, a just uh, a separation of of further removing the cancer that they saw as Matt rule. Um it, at okay. least that that's from the outside looking in, right? Um Paul Pasqualoni is an interesting one. It was a bit interesting. That was a bit of a surprise. That's the one me.
2: that was that I'm um, interested cuz that's because- not a rule guy.
3: Well, he's they are because rule rule was I can't remember. I remember there being an interview with regard to rule, and they they know each other like pretty well outside of
2: football. Yeah,
0: Um, used to be the head coach at Syracuse.
2: Oh, see, I did not remember that. Okay,
3: so so I think that, um, I think that there's a part of it there that that kind of comes into play, but um, at the end of the day, I I don't think that if you ask me, Steve Wilkes is not in the mindset of tanking this dude is playing his heart out to I try know. to get a head coaching job or to stay in the NFL in a coaching position and either in, a preferably in. in a defensive coordinator position right um and the fact that you had a guy last just last week just get like that's Arthur Smith giving so much praise to Steve Wilkes for how he's been handling this situation um i, I you know listen i'm not i'm not going to sit here and pat a, opposing teams you know a coach on the back but the dude seems to really respect what Steve Wilkes has done, um, and I think Steve Wilkes has that mindset. He's going to try to do something to turn this thing around.
2: Yeah, I'm totally. I'm actually really surprised that the team played like it did in Cincinnati. I agree. For well, and you saw how upset he was on the sideline. I saw, or at least I could tell, and, and also after yeah. that Falcons game, yeah, the Falcons game. Steve Wilkes was devastated. You know, I mean, I'm not like he was shook like right. like, and he was going to go cry about it, but you could tell. That he thought, man, we're about to catch something right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that big play, that momentum. He was disappointed. That's all I'm saying. That's he why I don't even
0: Tony. That's why I don't blame him for making the fires. I mean, you. It, I understand why you think it might be an overreaction, but as what you said, I believe that Steve Wilkes had a genuine thought and feeling that this team and this division can still compete, and this is a perfect opportunity for him to audition for this next head coaching job. But it brings up this conundrum, right? Because, and we talked about this a little bit uh, last show, before we move on completely, I kind of feel that it's worth bringing it up one more time, Uh, and it's should the Panthers have traded Brian Burns and DJ Moore. And one of the reasons why I bring this up uh, shout out to Dean Jones, our guy from catcrave.com. He put out this tweet. Uh, and by the way, you might be listening to us on catcrave.com. Shout out to all those listeners. But Dean Jones put on Twitter uh, the Panthers repeatedly turned down this for Brian Burns and DJ Moore. If we would have traded them, we would have received a 2023 first round pick, potential top 10 from the Green Bay Packers, 2024 first round pick. 2025 first round pick and a 2023 second round pick. Dean says that's a big call. I'm not sure I'd have done the same given their current state. And I wanted to pose that question to you boys. Knowing what happened after Cincinnati, just being railroaded by Joe Burrow and the Bengals and Joe Mixon, did the Panthers make a mistake? by not getting that kind of draft compensation for DJ Moore, for Brian Burns, or ultimately are you have They're still going to be wearing those black and blue helmets this Thursday night.
4: In hindsight, yes, it was a mistake. Um, where we were at at that moment, I would say no. They made the right decision. I think we even all came on here after that game and said we made they made the right decision. It's just a matter of now we see what the other, you know, we we see the other side now. Um, You know, had we won those games and we had gotten rid of them, we probably would still be praising it because we say, oh, we don't need them. But we would be wondering, man, can you imagine what we'd be like next year with, you know, uh, these guys with how we're playing right now? I mean, it's always going to be like that. We're very we react to what's happening in the moment. So I think that, like I said, in hindsight, yes, it was a bad decision. We should have got rid of them. But two weeks ago, we were talking about not tanking and winning the division. So it's 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 hard to say, really.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, no. We missed the opportunity on Brian Burns. Trading DJ Moore would be a mistake. The reason being is this is we just re-signed DJ Moore. He's got guaranteed money. That money doesn't move with the trade. You're going to get saddled with a bunch of dead money. That's going to ruin any cap opportunity you have. And DJ Moore is a young player. Dude, how old is he? Right now he is Somebody look up how old. he's like I mean, he he came into the league at 20, I think. He might only be 24.
0: DJ Moore or Burns?
2: Uh, Burns. Both of them are pretty young. I'm pretty sure that DJ Moore is younger though. Um wide receiver though. Is this is that? It's the contract that determines this when it comes to DJ Moore and and while you could get maybe a top 10 pick... 24 the, years 24, old. 24, yeah. I mean, so he's got six years of being a hardcore receiver if you think about guys going to their 30, early 30s as a receiver, 30 years old. It's just really the money you would lose. Like, yes, you get a top 10 draft pick, so on a draft basis for DJ Moore in a rebuild potential pop process, that works. Brian Burns... We should have done it. Two firsts in a second. Here's the thing: is Brian Burns is a good player. I don't know if he's great. And the only thing I could say is this: you now have to resign Brian Burns. You have to yeah. extend him, which I was open to doing before you we started this season. To. I really wanted to do it before this season started. Yeah. But here's the problem: is Brian Burns is a player that's going to need another player with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not like a Julius pepper and, and I only know, you know, man, I'm always going to go to pep because he's my dude, right? Like my, you know, but like, uh, I'm trying to think of an all around defensive end, like the Bosa's or something where you can put a good, you can put a Charles Johnson on the other side, but they don't have to be a dominant player. Right. Right. And I feel like Brian Burns is a guy that would be awesome with a dominant player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, that's what the Rams that's the reason why they wanted him so bad and why they were willing to give up that kind of haul for Brian Burns. Because if you do put him on a team like the Rams or you know, with the defensive line, Aaron Donald, or on a team like Philadelphia, which was also rumored earlier on, yeah, all of a sudden that guy goes from a good player to a great player in no time. He's so not I like
2: understand. Bosa though. From 40, the Forty ers he's not yeah, in that. He's, he's a that's a grade above him. He's and I'm not really saying he's level. a he's a top ten defensive end. Maybe a no. He might be like a eight to twelve guy in this league or a ten to fifteen guy. But I don't think he's a top five defensive end in this league. And here's the only thing that I'm worried about that the Panthers, now that they have to resign him, or at least I think they do, yeah, you do. is like, do you uh, you don't do you get into a contract with a guy that ultimately is a little rich for the type of player he is? Now, here's the good news about this. The uh, the best reason about keeping this, both of these guys, is you're gonna get a top five pick anyway this year and these are some futures. The futures are not going to help the team in the immediacy. Even if you went and got a top defensive end next year, they're going to take time to develop. You're actually hitting Brian Burns in his ultimate prime as a player, and you have already invested in the learning curve. Like You don't want to throw him out now when you invested in the time where he was a pretty good player, and now he could step into being – a top-tier player in the league. And then the other thing is this. This defense right now is that it's got some young pieces on it. But, like, if you start just retooling young, 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 is that, like, this team could go from a somewhat talented team that could be quickly on the rebuild, kind of like a Cincinnati, like a turnaround, or I'm trying to think of another team that's kind of turned it around quickly. Or we could find ourselves... In a Jacksonville situation or a Lion situation, where this about, rebuild goes on for a decade,
0: yeah, I mean there are teams that pick at the top of the draft that the very next year they were able to turn it around. The Giants, the Jaguars this year, well, but this but year about, are going to be well, but, the Texans. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the Giants. Oh, you, you know, mean the I'm, I'm turnaround? Talking,
2: I'm sorry, I thought you meant keep I'm like about back in the top were, five again, were picking
0: in the top five, and then turned around in the very next year and ended up becoming a good uh, a good team. Hell, right now, the Jets are 5-3. and three. I mean, the Giants are a good team. By the way, the 49ers, they had a top-five pick for a bunch of years in a row, granted. But then, when they picked Bosa, the very next year, they were in the playoffs, and they were going to the Super Bowl. So, you know, it did not have to take so long. And I've said this before. I'm a firm believer that part of the reason why they are still on this team Is because David Tepper is going to go after a big time coach. Hold on. David Tepper is going to go for a big time coaching hire at the end of this season. And I'm a firm believer that you're going to need to offer that coach more than just draft picks to convince them to come here and build this football team around players like DJ Moore like Brian Burns, like Jeremy Chin, like J.C. Horn, and then Kim Those players are going to be who you build your team around from here on out. And after that McCaffrey trade, now we have all of those later rounds that we have given up for quarterbacks like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Uh, I know right now it's very easy to say we should have taken those offers, but ultimately, even though those were good picks, I think we made the right move.
2: If this was a top 10 pick for Brian Burns, would you have next year or in this draft coming up, would you have done it? You get that person on a five-year contract.
0: And it was a, so it was this year and next say like year? we get,
2: we'll say no, just say we get one the offer. Right? No, just say I gave you one. First round pick, and now you were guaranteed it was a top ten pick in the twenty twenty three draft. Would you take it for Brian Burns?
0: No, not unless I have two.
2: Wow. I would
0: I would need I would need that. I would I would because you get five years out of them. Give me the first round this year and the year after, and maybe. Yeah. I
2: disagree. So what I think you should have done is taken these picks. You take the first next year, the the futures, and you combine them all and trade up and get into the top 10. You know what I'm saying? And then you pick your quarterback at three. You yeah, pick it's a – easier
0: said than done, though. Man. I don't think
2: so. I think that if you told somebody who was trying to trade back that you would give them a first two right. years in a row and a second, you could you could take those three picks and turn it into a first, a top 10 pick. I believe you could. So that's the thing is like is that it does sound like a future thing, but like you could have parlayed it. And really now it's gonna be about the money. And the real time the real time will tell you this is that if somehow Brian Burns is not a Carolina Panther in two years, then you tell me what you think about this.
0: Oh, that's a bad look. That that is the ultimate egg on their face move. If you let Brian Burns walk. Because you're not willing to pay him the money to him and his agent? Or what if he just doesn't take it? For? What
2: if he doesn't take it?
0: Does it do this peppers and says, nah, I'll go somewhere else.
2: Well, how about this? Is that uh what if you're are you willing to reset the market for him?
0: No, man. Right? I, and I, so I, I what did...
2: if he says this? What if he says this? Is this is what it's gonna take to keep me in Carolina? And you go, Whoa. That's I mean, a tad rich. Page... And then he says, and then he says, Well, you know what, I can get. I can't get that from pick a team who's on the cusp of being like from the Kansas city chiefs, but I can get close to the closer to the range that you're telling me, why would he want to be here? What if he just does not that they better have an open dialogue right now with his fucking agent. In fact, if I don't even see the extension by the end of this season, almost I'm starting to get nervous. Right. I don't even want it to go that farther. And no, I don't want to draft another YGM. I don't want to draft a second Mm-mm. round defensive end. What I'm saying is this. If you could take three picks and, tr- and parlay them into if we picked at one and seven this year and you had both of those players for five years. right?
0: Also, I think part of the allure of this is that the Panthers have never had multiple first round picks. Like, to actually see what Federer would do in a full on build where everyone knows you're probably drafting a quarterback. Everyone knows that you're probably going to draft another defensive end. All these other players, like the Panthers have never been in that situation. And all the draft nicks find players that they fall in love with and they go, yeah, I want that dude and that dude and that dude. So again, we're not playing Madden here.
3: Well, the a lot, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the argument against that, you know, and I, I understand is scott fitter looked at who those offers were from and sure the green bay one uh it right now looks like it is going to be a high high draft pick it, right by the end of the year that could change um i have a hard time looking at uh aaron Rodgers and thinking that's going to be that bad of a situation their defense has been uh, much more improved this year. So, but they just offense, lost
2: uh, the the yeah. Uh, what's his face? A, yeah, um, Ray, it starts with a G or something. Yeah,
3: Gary Rashad yeah, Gary or Rashad something. Gary. Like that. Um, but so I mean, e- but if I look at the other side of this, and I look at the the Rams' offer for Brian Burns, um, Scott Fitterer has a point. Like he's looking at that as these guys are going to be typically drafting pretty late in the first round. Um, so and to have one in twenty twenty four. And one in 2025, it's just, it's so far away for it to be a later round pick. It just doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense. Um, and so I understand maybe turning that down. I know a lot of people are like, well, first round picks, the first round pick.
5: True, well, a true. late
3: first round pick is also very close to being a second round pick. And the only first, a second or first round pick that we've picked that late and it's worked out pretty well um, is probably DJ Moore um and well, well brian burns was a
2: late first round pick no brian burns yeah he early. was 16 I, nah, but that's that's I not what no, i'm saying say, dj Moore and him were about close maybe dj was like 19 or 20
3: was i thought i thought we were yeah. picking like 20 22 or 23 or something like well, that man, but... yeah
0: <laughs> yeah D for D, for dj yeah but for brian that was it uh, was not top 15 uh, the Sixteenth six, yeah. six, six, six pick and remember nova black called in from the stadium yeah and announce yeah. that pick uh at, at but that's Stadium, right? that's
3: medium first round i'm talking about like they look at the rams as being late first round so you're talking 25 26 27 and by that point like it's almost second round i mean again you're not getting a horrendous uh capital i mean first round is a first round i'll be the first to say that but um the part of it that i have a hard time arguing for is is again no, 20, 24, 25. and he's 25, a young
2: player he's a young he's a player young player but he um, is at the back end of his contract, his rookie contract.
3: He is, but he's still got this year and his fifth-year option, and so we have some time to have work on out. one more year, yeah.
2: Um, I think this is, the way I look at it, though, with the McCaffrey stuff, like, you think of, like, oh, we could have gotten whatever, you know? like. Right. I almost would rather have, I when I see all these picks – when I see, like, two seconds and this and that, I don't think of them like, oh, we're going to add two YGMs. Mm-hmm. I would just like to take all these picks and smush them up and move to get DJ. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, to move from, like, I would rather give you two-thirds in a second and, like, put me in the top 25 and just get one player sure. that I'm going to have. So, like, that's the way I understand. Like, you, I think you guys are right. I think there's interesting parts about it. I don't think the DJ more one ultimately makes sense and have you seen how relaxed dj Moore has been this dude yeah oh my god it's almost like starting to get annoying and what i mean it's it's not just him it's the ping pong ball in the background pink 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 and they asked him this is a good segue because they were asking him questions about the blackout this week mainly the black helmets and if he liked it and he's like He's like this. It's just like whatever. Whatever you want to talk about.
3: Yeah, he's always been like that though. Like but it's not no- more. But like the thing is we saw the most emotion out of him ever um when we were playing that Atlanta game. That's the most emotion that I've ever seen DJ Moore Let's look have. at
2: this clip, Cody. Let's look at this. Uh
7: they go for Thursday,
2: Thursday night, you know. So switch up.
0: Uh, they not sure we could get white ones, white and blue. That'd be dope, but I'm rocking with the black ones right now. Man, look, that look, look, Ty, that's a man that has been paid, okay? Yes, yeah, like he's the safest dude on the
2: roster, bro. He is the safest guy on the roster. They did not trade him for potentially a top 10 pick. He got paid, he's gonna be there. Like, he, it don't matter who your coach is who the GM is. Yeah. This mug is the safe. Name me one player on this roster who has a safer position on the Carolina Panthers than DJ Moore. Uh,
0: Name man. it. Maybe uh, it have to be someone on their rookie contract. No one. Horn? I, mean, I, mean, no. Ju- ju- I mean, I mean, yeah, they're not going to trade away Horn or Icky. So, I mean, no. I'd say well, no, okay, sir. maybe
2: Icky, maybe, icky. but no, Horn has still got a lot to prove with his health and some different things. No, like dj is, saying, is no proven is
0: dj safe as it comes absolutely
2: i want the people i want you guys listening the numbers 252-228-5098 i want you guys to call in and tell me who do you think has a safer position on the panthers roster uh other than dj moore and david tepper ultimately the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. 252-228-5098 <laughs> i like this answer from anthony price jj jansen He'll be here till the end of time. But here, let's get into it. Thursday night is the moment we were all waiting for until we were not waiting for it. Let's go back one slide, though, because I got something else to say about that giveaway before. So it's a different thing. So, Greg, get ready to write this timestamp down. Thursday night is the night that we were all waiting for until we weren't waiting for this season. Ugh. The blackout game that we ultimately wish was blacked out, but the Carolina Panthers have finally got what we wanted. Black on black on black. We've had the black uniforms, the black shirt, the black jerseys, the black pants. They look so clean with that great Carolina blue, that very unique Carolina tealish turquoise blue, whatever the way we're going to classify it. Process. So process blue that's the actual name of it you're right so clean but it was always missing something it was always missing the black helmet in fact the fact well in fact the reason those black uniforms in the past were cursed cody lashney they were cursed because of the silver helmet we finally got what we asked for except for the panthers freaking suck
0: yeah and look you and i this has been a point of contention between you and I for a long time, right? Because someone who loves the black uniforms pretty much in every iteration that they come in, I'm not a big superstitious guy like, oh man, they're cursed. Oh, it's like it's like an unlucky pair of underwear and oh, we're destined <laughs> to lose. Like, I've, just, I've, I've, I've never been big on that. I even want to ask y'all, Are you a believer in this curse? And do you feel bad like if we have a bad performance this Thursday, the first time wearing our all-black helmets, that it will then further curse the Carolina Panthers to more bad performances now that it's going to be our first time wearing them? I personally don't think so. I believe that as the team goes, that's how the team goes. It doesn't matter what color you're wearing. I think the fans are going to love it. Uh, as you mentioned, or I don't know if you mentioned yet, Tony, but uh, the Panthers are asking all Panther fans to wear black. And, man, I remember that 2013 Monday Night Football game. Yep. Cam Versus Newton the against the Patriots. Man, the bank was absolutely booming. I mean, that was primetime Panther football. So many Panther fans in the stadium. We weren't overrun. Man, it, it reminds me of what Panther football has the potential to be. So yeah, man, I'm down for it. I don't believe in no curse. I'm hoping that it's the start of a great thing.
2: CK, this is a terrible way to try to uncurse a <laughs> new uh a new setup here. Is that first my curse has always been this is that we never play great in the black on black and i always said it's because they didn't ever give us the black hat
3: right no i, mm-hmm. I yeah I, at this point in time i mean i i don't know the curse it, it's one of those things where you it's a curse only until it's not a curse right and so we're just right. this game could be the one that that makes us think a little bit less about that because we every time we are excited about the uniform, it turns out that that's the shittiest game that we've ever played as a as a as a Panther every time uh, franchise, every time. so um, which is tough. But uh, this, listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, it, again, it's it's only a curse until it's not. So,
2: yeah. what if we, Greg? What if we though come out and smoke the Atlanta Falcons at home under duress on a short week? Am I right? <laughs> Was that? Would that be evidence? that uh potentially it was the hat holding us back
4: it could be but it could also be evidence that it's a curse because i think that a win right here in this scenario would be the worst situation <laughs> the carolina panthers can go through so <laughs> it's like, a triple it's, curse yeah it's almost bittersweet because like man i want to win and i want to win in the all blacks and i don't think we've worn the black uniforms all year have we we've worn white No, this would be the first that
2: this, this is year. so they told yeah. us they were going to give us this helmet greg yeah. And we got so hype. And then they said, you can't see it till November. Wow. And then uh, you can't see it till a shitty ass Thursday night game. You know, and you now you can't see it till you found out that the Carolina Panthers were literally shitty.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's terrible, man. But I mean, I tell you though, we've waited so long for so this good, moment
2: though. and this it is when so we good. get it.
4: Yeah. I'm sitting here making a uh, thumbnail for this segment right here. Looking at this black helmet. my God. It looks so good, man. So fly. I'm so excited. So fly. Trying to think of this
2: is if anybody can tell us when we were good on those black and black jersey, the black on black combo with the silver helmet. I can't wait because I loved them so much. And then every time we wore them, I felt like was always it was just like a big game on a primetime stage. And we got blasted. And I want to say. Someone go find out. Chat, find out what color unis we were wearing in that Monday night 2013 game. I feel like it was the blue
0: no what, shirts. It, 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 no. Or was it, it, it black pants black and gray pants? No, it was the silver, uh, it was the silver pants and the black. Tops. Sure.
4: Yeah. Okay. I knew it wasn't black on black though. Which we haven't no, seen that no, in a no, long no. time either. That's an old classic right there that I do kind of miss. I love that silver bottle. Okay. Every game this season. It, um, I don't know why.
2: So you guys got to check in on Thursday night. If you're a Panther fan and you're going to this game, which we hope you are, there's going to be a lot of people that are still, you know, this is a game uh, that a lot of people are excited to attend. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the one you probably didn't sell your tickets for earlier in the season. That type of thing. We love a primetime game. Thursday night games are notoriously bad. Sometimes they're good, though. But this was the one, man, when you heard black on black on black, you were ready. So make sure you wear black on black on black. You black this sucker out with them. Uh, Bring your lighters or whatever they do now. Your cell phones with your little flash. Maybe they'll have a light show. That's what they should do is have a light show, too at halftime or something the panthers need to get fans invested and yep. i tell you cody let's jump to the next slide <laughs> oh my goodness this irritates me so bad so bad uh actually I was excited when i saw it like i was like oh the panthers giving away a black helmet right and then i think if you look into it I don't know. Are they giving you a full-size helmet? They better be giving you a full-size helmet. They
4: better be, yeah.
2: If they give you... If anybody can tell us this, if this is... If they give you a black mini, I'm going to be pissed. And here's the other thing. I think the Panthers... this This is cool. They have these giveaways. They do these things. You go on their website. You do the spins. You do this stuff right here. I think in a season like this, you better give away more than one fucking helmet. Like, I want to see 15 Panther fans on Twitter going, oh, I won the black helmet. Right. If
4: you give away one helmet, come on, y'all, bitches. Yeah. Well, what is the possibility of the black helmets ever coming back after this? Is this like something that the, no, like I, I know I, that they said this game, only one game this season, but can they come back to it next season and be like, hey, we like those. Can we just start using them?
2: Kevin's right, one hundred at least. This is what they owe right now. One helmet. Yeah. It, this it, this better not be one helmet. But uh, no, Greg, I do think this is about to be a long term fixture. Okay. But I don't know how frequent they're gonna. They're trying to make it right now a something unique and special. Yeah, I do think this rare gamer ninety nine has got a great point here. Blue glow sticks. Oh,
0: Give those out so at dope. the door. That would be yeah, incredible. Would. That would be the dopest, man. Dude, yeah, they better be, be
2: listening to us right now. They are. Blackout, black helmet giveaways, a minimum of 100, and 55,000. Well, yeah, you only need 55,000. It's not like you're going to
4: get 88 at this game.
0: Uh, look, and, uh,
2: they can afford can it. They gave
4: away all those flashing lights at FanFest. They can afford yeah, to give away
2: glow, a glow stick and, uh, is a penny, 10 cents from China.
0: By the way, can I just share something else that's going to be really cool about this game? Uh, Not only are we getting black helmets, check out these end zone zone, boys. That's nice. Oh man, that's what I'm saying. Look, even for a moment, our team may not be good, but even for a moment, we can bask in the knowledge. That the Carolina Panthers have the best colors of any NFL football team. One hundred percent. You know what uh, I wish? Best I could do? of any football team. I love it, dude. Even for a night, I'm just gonna imagine that the Carolina Panthers have the same raucous crowd of like mm-hmm. a Kansas City Chiefs yep. game. And that we have the environment, the atmosphere, the glow sticks, the keep pounding drum line yeah, over perfect. the PA system. They should put like,
2: all of the drum line in like those, like uh, where they wearing the suits that have the blue uh, lights like on them, like a Blue line. Man yeah. Group. Like uh, not the Blue Man Group, but I saw this kid walking. Uh, he was in in Halloween. My my daughter goes, "Oh, that costume's so awesome! He's a stick man." And he was wearing an all black outfit and he had glow sticks that were made him a stick figure. Right. Yeah, they should have be, the glow. Yeah. They should. At this point, David Tepper, this is what y'all need to be thinking about. Yeah. If you guys want an opportunity to win this black helmet, this one please, Panther. Carolina Panthers, if y'all are listening to us, A, um, thank you. B, don't sue us because Pat McAfee and all that crap or whatever you guys <laughs> want to do to anybody and see, tell us you're giving away more than one helmet. But la- if you want to enter this contest, go right now to panthers.com and on their website, there's a banner and it says enter to win this helmet. But here they have this thing right here where you spin this wheel. Can someone in Panther nation who is listening to this podcast, tell me, that they have won anything more than fifteen percent off this team store.
4: <laughs> it's just like the state. I need one person
2: than. to tell me that they spun <laughs> that wheel and they won something of value other than a 15% discount on a very expensive purchase in a team store. Oh, yeah, it's probably marked up right. 50% already. I have yet, yet I have yet to do that.
3: I've yet to win anything. Right.
2: I need one person. One What's
3: tell not- me.
4: I've spun this wheel a lot.
3: Oh, yeah. I, oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> hey, I have a question about them painting the end zone there. Can they do it, like, in college? Like, could we paint the whole field black and have, like, blue lines for the down lines for the yard lines instead of white? Like, just really black everything out. Is that possible in the NFL? I know in college they know. have blue fields and orange fields and red fields. I doubt fields. it. The NFL is so, like,
3: like specific about what they want. Um, so like, I answer. I can tell you without question that they probably have some sort of a regulation with regard to the... Waited to be field. honest, I'm
0: glad that they don't, you know, like I oh, I, I just so badass bad. Oh, yeah. But OK, but then think about like if you go to Kansas City and they have a red field, you uh-huh. know, it's like at, at a certain point, it's just a lot to look at. And if you ever watch those mm-hmm. Boise State games, those are the ones that have the super blue field. Dude, mm-hmm. after a while, it's kind of hard to look at, at least in my opinion, right. Um yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that the NFL can lean into the colors of the teams, and you feel that camaraderie, man. We bleed and blue, and that's why I'm excited about this, uh, about this game coming up. Even if the Panthers might not look the best, and by the way, dude, I'm not even so sure that the foul or that the Panthers get stomped by the falcons in fact i don't think that we do you got it all of our wins are coming against the NFC south it's a bad division this year the saints are bad Tampa Bay won I don't give a damn about that really this is a bad division and i you know I don't claim to know what's going to happen yet but i still expect it to be a very competitive uh, a very competitive matchup uh between the carolina panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. But listen, man, we have 116 Jewish, and you love to listen to us talk about pat ball. But dude, you don't love that even half as much as you love getting your ass shamed by the voice that makes them moist. Talk to him, Big Papa.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. You've joined in here to talk about the Carolina Panthers, to hear a couple of guys who some might say don't know anything about football, and you come in here and you just sit there and watch for hours on end, you listen for hours on end, but you haven't hit that like button yet. I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame.
0: 122 strong viewers, 63 thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. If the Panthers are winning or losing, you can help the C3 Panther podcast stay winning by doing all those things. Help us whip the ass of the YouTube algorithm and that way we may be seen by as many Panther fans as humanly possible. As Tony said, man, there's an off season for the Carolina Panthers. There is not one for the C three Panther Podcast, baby. We do this all down. Right Hit that like and subscribe for updates as to whenever we post brand new videos. Tony, does it smell a Taco Tuesday?
2: It is a Taco Tuesday right now. Ooh. This Ooh. is a must take right now. You have I'm a, pulling
3: um, up mine right now to do that. Oh,
2: 35 shit. yards. Yeah. Uh 35. All right. So uh by the way, uh the C3 Panthers podcast is sponsored by Prize Picks. But even if we weren't sponsored by Prize Picks, we would pay them. It, we would play them. I w- actually we would pay them. Uh, they've uh, got a lot of my money, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's ridiculously fun daily fantasy sports, right? That's how it is is that you can play daily fantasy sports and make real money the way it works is you place multiple entries from multiple teams minimum of two players from two different teams you have a stat line a projected stat line that they're given to you and you have to pick if more or less if you pick two players you get three times your money you pick three players you pick you get five uh five times your money and if you pick four plays, you get 10 times. I'm like, I mean, it's like goes up and up and up. I'll show you this real quick. I gotta get this uh Taco Tuesday. This is what's also fun about prize picks. They care about us a little bit. They know what we need. And sometimes on Fridays, they give you well on Fridays, they give you a window. You can play a flex five pick a flex play and you get an added bonus if you hit it. Uh, they give you one. this past Sunday night. If you made a play at a certain time for every touchdown was thrown, they gave you five bucks period. So you won even if you lost in this case on Tuesdays, they always do taco Tuesday. where you give you a discounted player. They give you a deal. And right now we always on this show each and every week we pull up and we use prize picks as a way to investigate or to, or to look at the upcoming matchup. I pull up prize picks right away here. Cordero Patterson is getting – you're getting a free – what is that? 15 15 yards?
3: Yeah, Yeah, and against a team that literally – Can't stop the run? That didn't (laughs) do anything to stop the run. And whose defensive line coach just got fired. So, Mm -hmm. I mean – Let's, let's let's go, go as the yeah. kids
5: say, Yeah,
3: let's there. And they are a run first team. They are not a pass first team. So they are going to be pushing. So they didn't have Cordero Patterson against us two oh. weeks ago. Right. Um, they have them this week. And I think that that could be a difference maker in making this game look a lot more uh, in favor of the Falcons than it does the Panthers.
2: Uh, prize picks. If you use the promo code C3, That's what you got to do. Not only do we love prize picks, but they love when you love that we love them and you use our promo code C3. The first time you play prize picks and you use the promo code C3 on your first deposit, you get up to a 100% deposit bonus on your first hundred bucks. So you put in a hundred dollars, they give you a hundred dollars you put in seventy five dollars they match you with seventy five dollars in promo funds this is real money that you get to turn into real money playing daily fantasy football sports <clears throat> right now I gotta say this these are the what the pick first taco Tuesday this week is a uh, in my mind I don't want to say it this it's is like not a free taco this is not real- yeah that's a free taco <laughs>
0: That's one of the better Taco but Tuesday think, offers
2: that I've seen.
0: But don't you think that the Panthers are spiteful enough?
5: Mm-hmm. So,
0: again, okay, after that Falcons no, game. No way. No, after that Falcons game, I was so high on PJ Walker and DJ Moore. I took them in my prize picks. Mm-hmm. And boy, did that not go well for your boy, okay? I'm mm-hmm. I, I, I just saying that the Panthers, listen bipolar comes to mind we cannot be consistent in anything that we do that's the only thing that frightens me everything the ck said is legitimate just fired our defensive line coach cannot stop the run and yet even still it's like ah i don't know man i don't know it's just a weird thing um, yeah it's hard to not to not like the more on that Patterson
2: pick, though. I love like- this right here. Is that tell me tell me out of this three right here Cordero Patterson, 35 and a half on a team that only runs the ball, <clears throat> Tommy tremble 13 and a half yards receiving, You're taking and Christian more? McCaffrey, 75 and a half yards. Which one's the weak link on this three?
0: Probably the tremble. Sadly, no Trimble, way. Yeah. I
2: thought, oh, yeah. wow. tremble may not
4: even get a catch, man. Why? Because he got, what, did he get one last week? He yeah, got, he got go a back. touchdown Tony, last week. Okay. Go okay, back the to touchdown. He got the touchdown and he had the pass he dropped. Beyond that, he didn't have a pass thrown to him, I don't think.
0: Go back so to like, tremble and mean, see if you can look up how many times he has crested 13 and a
4: half. 13 yards, yeah. Oh, crap. It took Oh, it, uh, hold on. it's Here. all
0: right. Click on the thing.
5: Okay. Mm. Huh.
4: The last know, game man. against Cincinnati he had 11, and he only had 17 against Atlanta. The time before that, true. Ooh, that is maybe it's 29.
0: Did you the game before that?
4: I'm not saying it's not possible, but that's the one I would look I mean, at. 13 at and a half to, to a
2: tight end?
0: But also It's, remember one, that catch. it's remember, one catch. Right, remember maybe. that pass that you dropped against uh, the Bengals. If it catches that. Hits him right we in don't the ha- Do we
2: have another tight end, Ian Thomas? Where does he have? Have you even seen him?
4: No.
0: Did you notice how we paid him? He's sitting back and counting he did, his money. And he is yeah. not on the prize picks, and yet Tommy Trumbo. To wins. me,
2: is this one is look? I think Christian McCaffrey. I think the I the think San right Francisco right. owns the Rams, no matter what. Uh, That's but, a little high number for a back. Is that right.
4: rushing or overall yards? That's rushing. I would do. I would look at his overall, see what it is, see what it's uh, like. Because you
0: know, it may be a safer also. bet.
4: Dude, my friend sent me that one. He said that one's a lock. But well, I'd I'd like to go back I, and look at all I the Taco Tuesday picks and see which ones haven't had. You like, like that
2: one too, CK?
4: Yeah, I was liking that TMJ one. I'm going. Yeah, I like all the TMJ them, one. Yeah.
0: Well, Derrick Henry at 95
4: the, is a solid one, too, man. I'm making this. <laughs> I'm making wait, all wait, wait, of this. Wait, time
0: out! wait. Timeout, Time out! Check out the numbers on it first. How many times this season has he been over 36 and a half? The
4: last, the last two, two games. games. Which is, for me, he's trending up.
0: And by the way, that's P.J. Walker. And it's still P.J. Walker on the field. I, how about this? I, I feel I'm i about
2: to put in all four of these on the more, bro. I don't think
0: you can put uh, more than. Uh... Oh, no, you have the right number.
2: Look at this right now, folks. I'm putting 20 on this right now. I got to get my taco Tuesday before it runs out. I think, well, we got an hour and a half, folks. If you're <laughs> yeah, listening to the okay. C3, if you're live right now, I'm one of the 107 people. You can go to Prize Picks right now. Use the promo code C3. They will match your first time deposit of $100. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this in for a full on 20. I'm trying to make that too. I'm a greedy boy. I always go with the power play. Just want to show you guys a little bit though. My past entries. Man, I've been really close. I almost made big loot this weekend. First of all, I know absolutely nothing about the NBA, but I put in an <laughs> NBA a pick one, right here. Yeah. I put in, I was like, Oh, Paul George uh, clipper, 12 and a half points. I know him. He's an <laughs> option. I can, he can get that. It just felt good. Actually. Was that a first half? Ooh, I didn't even know that was a first half. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't see that part. Ooh. are those both first half picks I accidentally made and both won them. Holy cow. Wow. on a sport i know nothing give me
0: some give me some of your dumb luck huh
2: this right here though i'm so mad about i felt so great about this one my home's over two eight more than 280 and a half he had 446 passing yards derrick henry more than 88 and a half on a team that can only pass that has a quarterback that throws five times <sighs> Clyde edwards hilaire you can't get twenty-six yards rushing. Fucking mm-hmm. bomb! But um, so
4: the team, yeah.
2: Look, we've had some win. Look, I had a good win right there, so that put my thirty. So I won back that money. I won back some money. I've had some wins up in here. Yep. Yeah. This is the big few, weekend, yeah. bro. This is the big. Actually, it's a big Thursday for me. Taco Tuesday, folks. Prize picks. Promo code C three, they'll match your first time deposit up to one hundred percent. I tell you this, is this sponsor right mm. here? Doesn't even need to be a sponsor. That's the coolest part. Yeah. How many people mention and it's, it's text you about this? All my friends are playing oh, yeah. it now. And uh, look at
0: Mister one- Lightning twenty in the chat says I love Prize Picks. Won sixty dollars my first week.
4: Boom,
2: love yeah. it, and we yeah. love them.
4: You should put out there too that you can't. You have to win past the money you put, you money you won from your promo code before you can take money out. Because we've heard people talk about that. It is right. real money you can take out, but you have to win past the promo that you got. So if you put a hundred in and you win and win you get sixty, the 100 matched, yeah, you can't just pull you have out to win that, past that first 100 before you can withdraw anything. So right, right, that is a good point.
2: And uh, the thing is, is that you don't want to withdraw at that point if you're winning sixty. You need to be. I mean i've seen people show me their accounts and they're like one a thousand dollars i was like oh god i mean we've been so all you need to do is this is just look the best thing about this is when you hit big it hits big enough to where you can play for like two months yeah off the winning so if i win 200 bucks here i'm going to place like 20
4: like five weeks 10 weeks of those picks yeah but twenty 10 bets down that's what i do yeah you know and on a 10 dollar bet with four people you can win what 100 bucks a piece you win half of those twenty ten dollar bets and you're you're in the money. That's it. They got that's a lot of
2: cool good. deals they do. Anyway, love prize picks. Uh let's keep going through the show. In fact, the number's 252-228-5098. Yep. Uh let's go ahead and go to the cat calls, but let's bring this uh, slide up because I I'm hoping some people will call in real quick. Uh we have a question for you guys and that is in lieu of and we're going to talk about this in the midst of the cat calls in lieu of the news that frank Reich was hot, fired uh by the uh as the indianapolis head uh, indianapolis colts head coach and then uh the stunner news was jeff saturday uh was promoted not promoted that's not even the right word yeah, was I made analyst yeah yeah was made interim head coach He's never coached in the NFL. He's never coached in college. I is he a Hall of Famer, maybe? Is he a that's a question? Is he a Hall of Famer? He won two Super
4: Bowls with Manning, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's gotta be in the conversation. I don't know if he is or isn't. But we want to know this, guys. Is we're gonna talk about was this right? We're gonna talk a little bit about the Colts. But my question that came to mind is who is a player? that you would be okay with the Carolina Panthers naming a uh, head coach of the car even on a, on an interim basis, right. Is what I'm really talking about. Who's not named Luke Keekley
4: Does it have because- to be a Carolina player?
2: Yeah, I think it
4: would be weird. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. I think he's so. a Carolina player. Gotcha.
2: All right. The numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98. Let's start with a call. We're going to go from a call from tonight and then we'll go backwards. So we'll start with a call, the first call. Cody Lashney, take us yeah, into the man. cat calls real we quick. We
0: got to hit that uh, hit that drop, baby. So, what
2: are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty s. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel?
0: Uh, very uncomfortable.
3: So, how do you think cat calling makes the person feel?
0: It a feels
8: good. Like, who's that. that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose. Who's that kid that can
9: use one? Uh and so I just wanna quickly let you guys know. I'm going to the game this Thursday and so if you guys hear on like T V uh rap Bryce Young chance, uh, you guys can know that was started by me. Me, I'm gonna lose some chants in the stadium. We're gonna rally behind the Bryce Young train and we and we will not let this narrative continue to be pushed that C J Stroud is better than Bryce Young because we all Ooh. know it's BS. And also, uh, anything in the and also, I'm, I would like to say that I'm going to be carrying an assigned to the stadium.
5: Oh, what does so it say? So it's going to
9: look like one of those political signs that you kind of, like you sometimes see by the side of the road, but instead of like saying a candidate, it's going to say at the top, draft Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama. At the bottom, in small print, it's going to say. Paid for the paid for by the Depressed Cancer Pants Committee. So if you guys hear any chance we want Bryce Young. That's gonna be something. to me. Other than that cost, I'm out. See you later.
2: Good call, Connor. Um good luck. Glad you're gonna go have fun. Or I hope you have fun at this Thursday night game. Cool game to go to. Blackout. Oh prime time. Yeah. Can I division give you some, rival. I got yeah, division rival. I gotta give you some sign advice though. Not saying your sign isn't worthy, but we want to see you on TV. We want to see you. And here is a little OG trick of how to up your odds on to get into the television. You have to reference the person that carries the game. In this case, it's Amazon Prime. So can you work in the word Amazon Prime? Can you do an acronym with Prime? Something like that they love to put on the TV, right? <clears throat> Is that uh, you? Fox loves to pan to the guy holding up a sign that says Fox or something on it. So we had uh, signs here. Here's a bad example of this and a lesson to all you Panther fans out there. Um, I've been on the Jumbotron and on television, or at Mm. least my signs have been on television and they've cut me out. This is the (laughs) worst part about it is that I had my friends holding up the signs and I was wearing the super cam cape and acting like Superman. They put the three people with the signs up and they cut me out. And it was all my idea. It was all my work. It was all my energy. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's SuperCam. You can go on our Facebook page. That thing's still there on the banner. It's a great time. We went with, uh, and it was the 2012 game. We were hosting the the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning. I paid $250 a ticket. It was oh. so expensive. I've never paid that much for a ticket to a sporting event before. Uh, I have a friend who lives in Charlotte. We used to. We always go to one game a year before the pandemic. And he makes a lot more money than me and he turned to me at one point in the game and he said can we not pay this much for tickets next time right and so i was like and so here's the worst part about it is that peyton man and we got to see we want to go see a great player ryan khalil right. took an ad mm-hmm. out in the newspaper that year I that they were going to win the super bowl i had my super cam cape on i always go ridiculous i brought my signs made all of this and we got diced up diced up by peyton manning and the broncos it was ugly but here's a lesson folks when we play an afc game an opponent at home they put it on cbs my whole time Mm -hmm. i'm sitting there every time i plan these signs out i'm like it's fox i gotta get fox fox And so on one side of the signs, we had something about John Fox on it. Thank God I made dual signs. That's another good trick, Connor, dual signs. So you can, when you hold them up, people behind you can see something and the people in front of you can, and then you have two messages. But remember folks, when we host an AFC team at home, the games are always on CBS, was not ready for that. Was not ready for that. Yeah. Uh, Connor, have a great time. The number's 252-228-5098.
10: Hey, guys. It's Tyler here. Uh, Sunday after the game, I I talked to you guys and mentioned uh, the question, who would you want to be your head coach and quarterback in 2023? Um, And uh, Heading home, I saw that though that was the point or a question that you guys were asking. So I thought about it and actually watched a little bit of film with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, and my cor- the head coach I would love to have would be Ken Dorsey. So Ken Dorsey, he was a quarterback coach for us in 2015, I believe, and I don't remember exactly how long he was with us, and then eventually went over to the Buffalo Bills, became the offensive coordinator. So under Ken Dorsey, he had an MVP, Cam Newton, developed him, and then you, he developed, uh, obviously, Josh Allen. And so that's what we need. We need a head oh, I think that we're going to go towards an offensive-minded coach, and I would love to have him as our head coach that has proven and shown that he can develop a quarterback, and he's done that multiple times. And then the quarterback that I would pick, if I was the GM and the owner, um, it's really, really hard to choose between CJ Trown and Bryce Young. I Going uh, with with C.J. Stroud, he can push the ball downfield really well. He has a very strong arm. Uh, he, uh, I've, intangibles, and then you have Bryce Young, who's also a great leader. Um, he doesn't have as big of a, as an arm as uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, but in my opinion, but he has he's able to read the defenses really well. At such a young age, his pocket presence and uh, movement within the pocket, his quick feet—he's so elite already at that level. And he's a obviously a uh, makes smart decisions. So, with because of that, I'm going with Bryce Young. I still don't think there's a you know it's wrong going with C.J. Stroud. But if I was choosing, I'm going with Bryce Young and as my quarterback and Ken Dorsey as my head coach. And again, Bryce Young isn't going to be our savior. We still have multiple holes. We need a defensive end. We need a linebacker. We need corner depth. Uh, there's a, multiple things that we need, but it's definitely a, a step in the right direction. But I don't want Panther fans to think, oh, we got one of these quarterbacks. We're, we're going to be great. No, you're going to have next year he's going to go through the rookie growing pains, and he's going to have a sophomore slump, you know, and usually by uh, end of year three, we know what kind of quarterback they are. So, mm. um, just don't think because we have we get a top tier quarterback in the draft that yep. we're saved. But that's my that's what I'm going with. Uh, good night.
0: Keep pounding. So, to uh, I'll let you guys go first. But to further add to this question, um, and this is coming from Dan Brugler, uh, he was talking about the top of the draft and where these quarterbacks are slayed. Oh. And Dane Brugler says, I promise you, none of these quarterbacks are locked top five picks. They can go top five because teams can get desperate, but teams don't talk about them like they're slam dunk top five picks. Um, So with that said, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, Let me ask you guys, I'll pitch it to you guys because the question was what is your preferred quarterback and coach combo going into next season?
4: This was a question that was asked at the end. You know, Tyler said it when he called. He asked at the end of Sunday's show, and I'd mentioned after the show that would be a great topic for today. So I've, I've been thinking about this one, and I actually went back and looked at some tape because I don't know much about quarterbacks in college. I know what I see and this and that, but I wanted to have some basis, so I kind of looked at some tape and started thinking about coaches, and I think I got one. Um, and it may sound kind of weird. Uh, it may be a recency bias. It's the last video I watched, but I wouldn't mind seeing Kellen Moore coach that hooker kid. Because I see a lot of Hmm. Dak Prescott in that Hooker kid, and I see what Kellen Moore's done with Dak Prescott, and I think that that, he's an offensive minded head uh, or offensive minded coach right now. I think he deserves a head coaching position, and I think that would be a really lethal combination. I like his name better than Ken Dorsey as a head coach. I I even thought about Byron Leftwich in there too, as well as uh, you know thing about former quarterbacks are always good coaches. I feel right. Or can be always be good offensive coaches. So,
0: CK, What say you,
4: you know, I'm starting to warm up
3: to, I mean, again, the, I'm, all right, we're going to go with preferred. Um, it would be Ken Dorsey and CJ Stroud.
2: Okay. I also think it's such a crazy thing with that Dane Brugler. I hate this crap. Do you remember how much we were talking about quarterbacks in this last draft? And they told us that it was the weakest class.
0: I never bought into it.
2: Well, you kind of should at this point, given the fact that Malik Did Willis last year or this year? This past year was the weakest. They they told everybody, wait, wait, next year's gonna be great. Don't worry, Kenny Pickett's just okay. Malik Willis is too much of a project. Matt Corral, you know, whatever. Here, they might have been right about Malik Willis at this point. I mean, to be honest, is that like...
3: He hasn't looked
5: fantastic as a quarterback. I'm yeah, not saying he he's been bad man, or he anything. Has, oh, he only yeah, completed five been, passes,
2: bro.
4: And a couple of the incomplete I'm, ones were dimes. Like, Cam like. Newton way, completed a lot more bad. than that in his first game. By
0: this the way, it's his rookie season. He wasn't supposed to be starting. And no matter who's starting, that offense runs through Derrick Henry. And like Greg says... He did make some really good throws,
2: but Dude. it tells us that hit. So he is a project that he's not a uh, yeah exactly. Kenny Pickett is actually playing full games out there.
4: Uh, not well, no, it doesn't mean no, that no he's not but he's ready. completed not more than like war, he
2: had right? five completions, bro. He's so had like
4: 10 completions in two weeks. He also doesn't have Derek Henry. I don't care,
2: man. Like, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes threw it 68 times on the other side. I'm just saying this. I don't need him to go out there and complete 20 for 30 to make me feel better. But I wouldn't mind 12 of 24. I'm saying five is a low number. Low number. But my point being is this. They told us last year in this past draft when it was Malik, Corral and Pickett; those are the three numbers, and people shuffled them in whatever three numbers, the three top prospects, and people shuffled them in whatever order they wanted, in whatever whatever round they wanted. I don't care if you thought they were first round, a third round, a seventh round. I don't care. Those are the three names, right? Uh, And if I'm missing anybody, maybe the dude from that the the Falcons got, who's not playing at all,
0: Desmond Ritter.
2: Yeah. Uh, Zappy actually turns out to be the number one of the class, to <laughs> yeah. be honest, which but is the one guy that I kind of like. I kind of like this dude. But my point being is this is, to, oh, this class sucks next year, next year, next. Right. Year. And now oh, this year, doesn't that great? Fuck y'all assholes for telling us that. I'm not listening you know, to any thing. of these heads no more, Cody.
0: But tell me, this, this is why. And listen, you can go back and, and listen to my stuff before. Whenever all the analysts are telling you, "Oh, it's a bad quarterback class," I'm telling you, there's always players that end up exceeding their expectations. Sure, sure. Right, well, hold on. Right now, Billy Zappi is the earliest one, but also if you look ahead, I mean, look, a lot of okay, Tony always takes every opportunity possible to tell me how underwhelming Trevor Lawrence That's has true. been. It's true. Zach Wilson is not looking great. Uh, Justin Fields just recently put up a really, really good performance indicative of his draft pick. Um, And, uh, you know, Trey Lance is still a question mark. And that was one of the the quarterback classes that has supposedly come out in a decade or more. What what I'm saying is that you simply never know. The same draft class that had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson – was also called a bad quarterback class. Um, you, you have to judge every year by itself, and you have to judge these players for who they are and not who they compare to. So, I agree.
2: I agree. Yeah. I'm actually kind of supporting. I'm trying to support you in a way. Yeah. And that the fact is is that I was so – I tried uh, – because I don't get caught up in the draft stuff. You know, I'm like trying not to get too submerged in it. But like everybody's like, oh, just it's next year. It's nice. Just play for next year. And now we're in next year. And now it's not that good now. All right. That's irritating to me. So, my answer to Tyler, are you ready for it? Let's hear it. I've said it before Lamar Jackson Ooh. and Greg Roman, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'll trade my whole draft. Right now. Oh, wait. Cody Lashley was ready to trade an entire draft for Trevor Lawrence. I'm ready to do this. I'll trade the damn draft right now for Lamar Jackson and Greg. Bring his offensive coordinator. And I tell you this, Lamar Jackson, Cody, you ain't going to like this, but I believe it. Greater than molester man. He's a better player and a better person, Lamar Jackson.
4: Than who? Than
2: Molester Man, Deshaun Watson.
5: Oh, Lester oh. Man.
4: <laughs> uh, Molester Man. Yeah, I, I can, I, as of late, yeah, I, I can definitely, as of late. Uh,
2: Did you see, he plays on a cheat code, bro.
4: He, yeah,
3: he's. He's I, I listen, it's some guys you're just looking at and you're thinking, I mean, Lamar is kind of that guy as well that wasn't drafted highly, right? But is
2: like nobody believed in him,
3: surely like a, a great quarterback. Like it's it's mm-hmm. undeniable at this point in time. Um I'm I'm honestly concerned for the Baltimore Ravens at this point in time that they that they didn't sign him this offseason. And, and now he's going gonna cost to, a bazillion
2: dude, dollars. Not
3: even just that. Like the dude is going to feel like he hasn't been believed in. And, like, do you think he's going to want to, I mean, I almost wonder if he wants to, they traded away all his weapons, like, with with, uh, Hollywood Brown, and uh, he wasn't happy about that, notably. Um, So, I mean, the dude's, like, basically been, I mean, by his own franchise, has been uh, doubted on on multiple occasions and not set up to succeed.
2: I know, you guys are going to tell me one thing before you get... I was it, gonna then. add I,
0: I was gonna add some fuel to your fire. I hope uh, I Sean, Sean Payton was doing an interview. I saw it uh, I saw. with both uh, of the Manning brothers. I know. And they asked him about Lamar and his contract, and he was like, "Yeah, Lamar's going to be a free agent next year. I might be a free agent next year." Basically, kind of. And he always he talked. Loving.
2: And Sean Payton yeah, always spoke highly coaching. of him too.
0: Yeah, he did. And by the way, David Tepper is the kind of person that would see those two things and try and make them both happen. But would you, um,
4: would that bother you? <laughs> would Sean Payton, thing. if you could bring yeah, Sean no, Payton, no, and Lamar yeah, Jackson here? No, but we you?
2: can't get the Sean Payton is even more far-fetched than the Lamar Jackson. Now, yeah, look, yeah. I know you guys are going to tell me Lamar Jackson. It's a foolish pipe dream, but you asked me who I wanted. Right. And I'm right. telling you, I got the coach and I, the quarterback that come as a tandem. I think it would be a sweet deal. I think Lamar would love it. Here's a couple of things to think about. The first thing everybody's going to bring up, and my bastard son, first off, always your children talking back to you. They would tag him, and you're right; they are going to tag him. But here's the thing with Lamar: he bet on himself this year. He
4: went. It's going to pay off, dude. He bet everything. Tag? Does he? Like you're not required to sign the tag.
2: He's not. And so yeah. here's the thing is he bet 1,000% on himself this year. And he even went into this year and he said, if you don't neg- if you don't pay me before the season starts, I'm not going to negotiate during the season, which yeah. is awesome. Like he was like, "All, how about that? What about the stones on this motherfucker who said this is like, oh, you want to play hardball? Well, the price just doubled, homie. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And oh, my gosh. So here is the thing is that you're right. The franchise tag is a hurdle here that is problematic, but so I think this, Cousins, you know? yeah, but it did. But here's the thing is that I could see he could bully them. Like, like your boy, molester man did molester yeah. man was paid already and bullied his team.
4: Look, if the rule, he is, could just say, I'm not going to
2: play trade me. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, if the rule is the next guy up gets paid the most, there's absolutely no way that Lamar Jackson's not the highest paid. Or at least not not saying going into next season is the highest paid. He's but better at some than point at signing, he should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. They mean, he's better than Watson, bro. You, 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 realize,
0: tell you, you realize what you just said is an absolute fantasy, though. Right. If if Lamar if they tag Lamar Jackson, do you know the amount of money that he will get fined? For every day that he does not show up. No, he won't be fined. He
2: actually would just not play. He's not, he just wouldn't wouldn't sign the tag. He's not fined. You don't, if
4: you don't sign the tag, he's actually, Cody said, if you
5: are,
0: no, if you are under contract. But you're not. If if, if they, if they put, okay, but if they put the tag on you and then you don't sign it, it.
2: you're not under contract anymore. You're not fined. You're not fine at all. You're just passing up on forty million guaranteed.
4: Yeah, the, mean, the tag is really just to help he out the, just, franchise. That, yeah, the, you, yeah, the franchise. Deshaun Watson did it the franchise. Deshaun Watson did it
2: and got yeah, a fucking raise.
0: Gonna, uh, yeah, but his was under all this legal stuff, though.
2: No, what he did it before is, that even happened, dude. He what, set out.
0: What player that is able and willing to play football has chosen? Deshaun Le'Veon no, Bell I, and no, Deshaun Watson. And no, you're no, you're not remembering it correctly. Deshaun Watson did not sit out one season just because he didn't want to play for the Texans. That's actually
2: you know, true. Crazy. You're not it remembering it movie. correctly.
0: Dude, uh, it was like a couple months, 2020, or like right after 2020 that all the news started to come out about him. But they he had already requested a trade
3: by that And point, he sat out. He was out. already, was already he wasn't sitting out. He not to play until...
2: You're not remembering out. correctly. Right, Cody. but they
0: were going to trade him. No, was they never weren't. There going to be a scenario, buddy, but No, they yes weren't. It is. No, yes, they it were is, not. Dude. But hold on, well, I'm, I'm not understanding
4: him. your question here. Dude, like, you're, listen, wrong. He played, you're wrong. You're
0: wrong. Played football in 2019, and then the accusations came out against him in early 2020. After he
2: already sat, started sitting out, bro.
3: Yeah, after he told them he's not playing anymore, he wants to be traded.
0: Yeah. Like and they were
3: going
0: and, they, no, and then they were going. No, they said, We're
2: him. not trading you and you're going to take the fine. And he started and taking the fines. True. You're misremembering, dude. And you,
3: Cody, you got to keep in mind, he basically sat out because the, he was not suspended. He made the decision not to play. Like that was his decision. Even
2: yeah, he actually was never suspended. You're right. So not only well, but the do Texas the legal accusations do not matter, legal. he was not it put on the commissioner's non exempt list, he was not suspended by the team. He chose to sit out, Cody. You're wrong. And here, you want to know the names? I'll tell you another name: Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Deshaun
0: Watson one time. They were not going to play Deshaun Watson. What? What? Le'Veon Bell's a running back, dude. And look how that turned out for him. He made the money. Disaster. No, he
2: made the money, bro. he Kurt, made the and money doesn't matter. He made the Cody. money. He went to Here's the here. Jets and then
0: flamed out in two minutes. We have a Jets fan in the chat room. We're right talking
2: now. about the money part, bro.
3: But Cody, how but, many franchises and, have refused to pay their, their quarterback?
0: Well, how about the uh, what, what the formerly the Redskins?
5: Yeah, Andrew,
0: cousins, yeah, yeah, but you're trying to tell
2: me that Cousins happens. and Lamar Jackson are in the same conversation, homie?
5: All right, here's one other thing. All right, here, look, look,
2: look, look. look. let me stop this argument because you're wrong on this. You're wrong on the Deshaun part. You're misremembering the timeline, number one. Number two, you're not counting in the fact that he was not suspended. He willingly sat out. But here's the thing right here that we're talking about. Not only did Lamar watch all that happen and Deshaun get a fucking raise, this is what Lamar wants, fully guaranteed. And do you know why the owners are so upset that the Browns gave Deshaun, ja- uh, Deshaun Watson the fully guaranteed? It's not because it sets a precedent for fully guaranteed contracts. Because they
5: have to put
3: that money in escrow.
2: Yes, and they have t- that you have to have $240 million mm-hmm. that you set aside and you can't touch it and while these people are billionaires i'm telling you putting 200 they're not look most rich people aren't super liquid and we have the one owner this is that's why the owners got pissed because they know that every time that someone signs a hundred million guaranteed that the actual owner has to put that money in a pot and the reason the nfl has that is because one time an owner is going to guarantee some money And they're not going to be able to pay it. And then the rest of the ownership group is going to have to foot the bill or else it's going to bring an entire stain on the NFL. Mm -hmm. We have one of the few owners that can put $300 million off to the side and it not affect his bottom line. Good
4: point.
5: Yeah,
2: That's why I'm saying is that I think that's part of the reason the Ravens haven't given him the deal is because partially – They can't afford it. And I'm not entirely certain on that, but I have heard Brady Quinn talk about Joe Burrow and the Bengals being problematic here is that the owner just simply doesn't have the money to put $200 million off to the side and not touch it. So that gives us, that's the, and I know it's a pipe dream. I understand, but that's what I want. And I'm telling you, If you saw that throw that that mug made last night...
3: You'd pay it. You'd pay that money. (laughs) That fumble...
2: The fumble throw? Did you see the one where he fumbled the ball? He picks it up. He runs to the sidelines and basically threw a pass that was farther than P.J. Walker's on the fucking money. The problem was the guy didn't
4: catch it. Can can you tag and then trade a player? Yes. Hmm. Okay. So
2: So, those are all things there. It's like what... And I want you to go, Cody, we're not going to go, we'll save this for another discussion because I don't want to go down too far the rabbit hole. But if you were willing to give an entire draft class up for Trevor Lawrence, what would you be willing to give up for Lamar? All right, next part here is now, who do you want to be your coaching quarterback? And then let's go to the player coach that we want. Because we need to keep this show moving. We had such a great pace. Wait, Man, wait, we were cooking ass. Wait,
0: what, do you want, what do you want me to answer?
2: Coaching quarterback next year. The original question from Tyler and Spruce, Spruce Springs, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where he's from. Answer that know. question because I took you guys on the Lamar hunt. That's me, though, and I really want it. Right. I want Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman. That's my answer. So I take that. Yeah. yeah.
0: You and a bunch of other people, a lot of people want that. No, uh, no
2: one else has ever said it but me.
0: Oh, give me a break. Twitter's already you're right. Every you're time the only Lamar, person. In the world no, every, I was. A, every a time, <laughs> now, that's bullshit. every time Lamar does it, maybe on this podcast, on time panel, does anything on, and Twitter, Greg Roman. on Instagram. Everybody's freaking out over Lamar being a panther, and I get it, man. The dude's exceptional.
2: No Um, one's doing this. I said this a couple of weeks ago. I feel like I'm on the edge. I don't make a lot of good points like you do, Cody. Actually, I make a lot of good points, but I don't make these, like, edgy, you know what I'm saying, like, controversial ones. This is my take, man. I own this Lamar Jackson-Greg Roman combo, just like you own the Bill
4: O'Brien
0: have it dude you have you own that combo it but i do dudes.
4: remember bringing up lamar jackson a few weeks ago because sean from the vintage sofa bar actually put that but a little bug in my ear and i thought about that and i remember bringing it because of that but yeah go back to I the tape i brought combo. it up
2: a couple yeah. weeks too ago and like look yeah. look cody's just mad because his mr molester
0: well, my man, man how about this you want to move the show along i haven't even gotten to answer the question for 20 minutes ago <laughs> how about this my quarterback coach combo you're you're dead wrong on Dorsey, man. You're just looking at Josh Allen and going, "Oh, what well, is Josh Allen?" and therefore that's why that offense works so well. Listen, if you want to, on the young, upcoming offensive minds in the NFL, that's who Dorsey is. They come up come up with fantastic concepts. He's good with getting receivers open, and he has that Carolina history before. More importantly, Tony. Other than just saying the talent that Buffalo has, you can't really name a reason for why Ken Dorsey shouldn't false. be the guy. It has X nothing and O's to do with it. False. False. Let me finish my statement.
2: That's false. Then, you just to- You just made it. an accusation, and I can say false.
0: Oh, what? Okay, what? What, what does it do from an X's and O's it. standpoint that says that he's not one of the better offensive minds in the NFL?
2: You ready? Nope, and...
0: not, yet. Nope, not yet. I haven't missed my quarterback okay. yet. My quarterback, you already know who it is. I'm not even saying it's going to happen, but you already know who I want. Matt I think, Carole. Ma- Carole. I think Trevor Carole Lawrence has every bit of talent that he needs to have in order to be a franchise quarterback. So you would I take believe him... he has the arm talent. I believe he has the mobility. Well, the, uh, I would is... like to see him with a guy like that.
4: So just Boy, so I'm getting right, okay. Cody, you got you got Dorsey and Corral. I've got Moore and Hooker. Tony, you've got Roman and Jackson. And uh, CK, you've got Dorsey and who? No,
2: he's got Stroud and
4: uh Dorsey. Okay.
2: That Stroud and right. Dorsey. Okay. Um should, here are my a
4: poll with with these.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh my hate look, my hate for Ken Dorsey has nothing to do with the fact that he has uh, well, it has something to do. I think this is that having Josh Allen on an offense that has been cooking for three years in a row is, like, I'm not ready to crown him yet, right? He's got six, seven games in. They actually um have not been rock solid throughout all of those games, but okay. No, I agree. Like, they've been cooking. But here's the thing is Dabo was cooking last year, and he has had a quarterback. My problem with Ken Dorsey goes back to this is that I heard all y'all motherfuckers, not y'all. This is how I tell my class. This is every time I do this, like, all y'all suck thing. I go, not y'all in this room. All those people out there, (laughs) all my other students, not y'all. Y'all are fine. All my other students. Do you know how much y'all talk shit about Mike Shula And Cam Newton's development between 2013, 14, all of those years. And guess who the quarterback coach was? Ken Dorsey. And I would argue this. If he is the guru, the awesome that you told me, I almost would expect Cam to have been better. And so that is my reason no it's like look and that no it's look cam's mechanics his footwork all of this all the things that people told us they were working on and then and then the cam haters told us they didn't get better well ken dorsey was a quarterback coach then that's it yeah but, okay, but now, now
0: i'm about to sound like Greg. what it, it, the, is the code supposed to go out and make the made the throws oh and make the plays for the players. is it dude? great what evidence like, though what i'm about, saying how is how you
2: asked for evidence and that is my evidence
0: no but that's circumstantial that's not evidence like when? again I, I i said from an x's and o's perspective what can you say about ken dorsey that says that he isn't the man for the job. Well, so that's example, a ridiculous question. No, well, no but... No, uh, you know what? You is that he I should have ran Roman. a drag
2: route when know, he wrote a post. Why, I, he should
0: have... I can I tell you about why Greg... They, they lost, Greg, lost to the, Jets. Jets. They the, lost the, to the Jets.
2: Jets. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets. I can tell
0: you about Greg Roman's not the guy from an X's and O's perspective. Huh. Greg Roman is dependent upon a highly mobile running quarterback. When has he ever had a good offense that didn't have one of those, Tony? Oh, that's right. You can't name one so how about it's this
2: is, when, on, is on, Tony, Tony, when is greg Tony, roman Tony, had a bad offense when greg roman had a bad?
3: you've got to st- you, you you just use the the fact that they just won against the jets or the jets beat the bills as a, a reason not to hire ken dorsey lamar and and greg roman lost to the jets mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: no he said an x and O standpoint which is right. a ridiculous question it's like this. Is Should he have been better on third and sixth? Like, that's a ridiculous question. And on top of that, tell me a Greg Roman offense that's been bad.
3: Tell me. I mean, this is, is the Adam first Moll- time. No,
4: no. Just tell me one of his offenses that oh. was bad. Can can, can I throw mine in there too? See, look, look, now he's scrambling because here's the thing. No, your
0: offensive coordinator is dependent upon James. He's not dependent. He's using what he
2: has. He's using what he
4: has at his his disposal. Who did he he have before he had Jackson? Great. Great question. Colin
0: Kaepernick, he he, he had, uh, for a little while, he had, uh, so he was the guy that was behind uh, Colin Kaepernick when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, with the 49ers and Kaepernick. He made
4: Kaepernick great. I was going to say, Kaepernick was a good quarterback, but he wasn't a generational talent.
0: No, Uh, what I'm saying is, is, uh, what I mean is as a running quarterback, like Colin Kaepernick was 235 pounds. Like, you don't just teach someone to do that. That That's the point that I'm trying to make. He is dependent. You cannot say that shit that when he's never had run like a running back.
2: You cannot say tell me an offense that he's had that was bad.
0: Well, I don't have his entire. Oh, oh, wait, wait. wait I got to right give right you an X and O standpoint. Right, that, uh, no, I'm here, so
2: here. you said he's dependent on Ray, a mobile quarterback. A, no, a, he a had mobile quarterbacks. He but had then, mobile.
0: He can do it without hmm. one. You have no evidence that he can do it without one. If I have no evidence saying Well, you don't do have any
2: evidence that him. Ken Dorsey can do it without one. He's only had Cam as a quarterback coach and the guy that you say is Cam 2.0. I remember That's not fair. That's a straw man argument to before. tell me he hasn't done it with a Wasn't mo- Cam with Cam
0: Newton putting up the best numbers of his career in 2018 before that injury up in Pittsburgh took his shoulder back out the rest of
2: the way. And that so was the, Norv Turner. Does, no, uh, Ken Dorsey. I don't I think was the quarterback's the coach anymore. I don't no, think Ken he Dorsey was there was anymore. The
0: quarterback's coach.
2: Not anymore in 2017.
0: So Grant, so wait, you're telling you, are
3: already. So you're saying that Ken Dorsey was gone by that point, but he was there for the 2015 season, right?
2: I don't um, I just know is this is he was there on the 2014 season.
5: And you don't He think was they- there
2: on the 2016 season. So I'm telling is- you this is that Cam Newton's best season as a non-mobile quarterback, which you need, was North Turner, bro. It had nothing to do with Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey
0: well, what- wasn't here in 2018?
2: I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I'm
0: going to look it up. I mean, I'm just saying, look. Oh, i'm so telling you you told me that no sean i'm May mad Vey about this you have got greg roman slander on your mind coach what, once upon a time sean McVay was an unproven upstart offensive head coach
2: joe, remember how he, he, told he told us joe brady champion. was going to have the biggest dick in the history of the football
0: even an offensive coordinator Do and you remember
2: it. how he told us that he should be head coach guys you got cody used to tell us that joe brady should be oh, the next head coach a, yes you
0: are oh. you're just making shit up I well can not make our head coach
3: but much. you were saying that he should be on march 26 a
2: said, dorsey said, was said, hired to sort. all right so here all right look here here's here's what ken dorsey's done on august 15th 2011 he was hired by the carolina panthers as a pro scout During the 2011 season, Dorsey was an IMG employee who trained NFL quarterbacks, Cam Newton, Christian Ponder, Joe Webb, and wide receiver Randall Cobb. On January 23rd, 2013, Dorsey became part of the Panthers coaching staff and was hired as their their quarterback's coach. Uh, He was part of the 2015 season, but it looks like uh, he was fired after 2016. So he wasn't part of that North Turner part. Oh, so
0: he, he was pa- just a came... part of 2015. Okay.
2: But was, all right, again, uh, you camp. could go back definitely. to the running. St- you told me that uh, Greg Roman was so awesome or it's so terrible because he only had mobile quarterbacks. I don't know if you remember 2015, but Cam Newton slayed on the ground. Uh, February 2019, he was hired as the Buffalo Bills uh, of 2019. In 2019, he joined the Bills. I'm telling you this is y'all told me that Joe Brady was the next coming. I'm telling you this is Greg Roman. You are trying to tell me don't be interested in Greg Roman because he's never done it with a non-mobile quarterback. I'm telling you this is that homeboy, your boy, is only called plays for eight games.
0: He's already looking like a much better candidate than than uh, than Greg why? Roman. Did. Why? Because I'm. T- I have no reason to believe no. that. Why does he look better right now? A quarterback. Because I, I already told you the 2015. What? Ken why do you believe Ken Dorsey and can? And what Josh Allen and that offense is doing right now.
2: Oh, you mean like Lamar, with no weapons, for the last three years, has done nothing. An MVP.
0: No, because because you are the the most stubborn
2: person I've ever met.
0: I'm not the only one that chose doors. You might legitimately
2: be the most stubborn person I've ever met my life. But but
3: to say that Greg Roman, I mean, here's the thing, and 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 to play devil's advocate on both sides of this, I think it's okay to say both could be good candidates for head coaching position, right? Like, can we can we not say? that I mean. Tony, I know you, like, if Greg Roman's had more
2: experience, bro, uh, he's had more. Look, he's been an offensive coordinator under two regimes and been successful, two regimes and been successful. And you guys are telling me a guy who's called plays for eight games should be considered ahead of him.
3: Well, my issue is, is if he's been an offensive coordinator and successfully been an offensive coordinator for two regimes, why hasn't he been a head coach yet?
2: Well, he was a top name two years yeah. ago but when why, Joe why, Brady was. Well, why isn't Joe Brady? Like no,
3: why, why is, is, is it B no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This this part is where I'm where I'm I'm gonna challenge you a little bit because enemy is also a part of this conversation. And he should also, if 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 we're going right? based off of the success of their offenses, enemy should be a head coach already, and Greg Roman should be a head coach already. There's a reason those guys are not head coaches yet,
0: and you can't you can't ignore that.
2: The enemy's not been the full-time play caller.
0: Roman needs a hardball. How about that? Roman needs a hardball. Why? Just like Why did do, you in San believe Francisco, that? do you believe that? Because, because it, it did in San, San Francisco. Why? Why do you
2: believe that? Because You Just because you said it. Because Cody says shit, is it true?
0: And look who we had in Baltimore. Uh-huh. He's been under a hardball head coach. And the hardballs... Well, are really you know
2: what is... Uh, you know what? Is Ken Dorsey needs a Cam Newton. He needs a Josh Allen. He needs a Sean McDermott okay. and a Ron Rivera. Then.
5: Okay, oh, maybe. Oh,
2: no. It's like oh, because you believe it, it's true.
0: There's it's no, no reason simple. for him over Eric Bianchi. Eric Bianchi Bien- has a much better case than Glenn Roman. Much better. Much, much, much better, to, to man. Be,
3: to Cody's point. The successes of the uh, the Andy Reid coaching tree are far more evident than the Harbaugh's. Co-
2: well, let's look them up. Uh, let's look up those coaching trees. C- uh, CK, you said that. You got to back it up. All right. Because there is a coaching tree website, so you can type them and just look at... All right, let's go to the next call. This is hey guys, two weeks Jeff in a row I want to kill calling
1: Colin and I...
0: I just do. wanted to um,
1: <laughs> call it quick Sucker. to see what you guys thought about the report that came out um, that basically we rejected a combined three first-round picks and a second-round pick for Brian Burns and D.J. Moore total. We could have turned – Burns ended up um, – that was going to be two, two first-rounders in the future and a second-rounder in 23, and then a first-round pick was offered to us for D.J. Moore by the Packers, I believe. So we could have had three more first-round picks and a second-round pick. Um, again, I've been saying since preseason week one when I called in that we should we should blow this thing up. We just aren't that good. It, look at look, look at the results on the field. Um, look at the teams in the NFL that we're going up against, and the talent level just isn't there. We have some good players, but uh, no quarterback. Overall talent not that great. Um, I think we try to sugarcoat it, but the reality is. We'd, we'd be better off as draft picks. I think Fitterer made a big mistake there. And I love I love Burns and more. But reality is uh, it's time to flip this thing. So in saying that, um, I was looking at the schedule and I'm a little concerned with the with the back end here. Um, of course, I'm wanting us to lose out to get a number one or number two pick at this point. But we do play the Steelers and the Lions. Uh, towards the back end of the schedule, and I am a little nervous we might win a couple of those games (laughs) and get us out of the top three. I think if we can get a top three pick, we'll be fine. We can get Young, uh, the quarterback from Bama, the quarterback, Stroud from Ohio State, or the quarterback, Levis from Kentucky, who I actually think is probably the best quarterback prospect. I know that's against what most people are saying, but that kid is really good and has uh, mobility, great arm, would be a great prospect. So anyway... Curious on your thoughts from passing up the the three first rounders and the second pick for Moore and Burns. Um, I, I think we should have done it, and it's a strike against fitter.
2: Uh, yeah, we talked a li- We talked about this uh, a little bit earlier in the show, and again, goes back to the questions: is with contractually with DJ Moore, um, but the, really with Burns. There's a, it's it's what do you do with the picks? What do you do with the picks in the future? And also, what do you do with Burns now? I'm going to say this I'm right on this one And I usually Am okay with like Letting go on something But I've gotten angry Over this one Cody
0: Yeah I don't even try You don't get me angry Because I'm as cool as a cucumber Still- But notice how easy it is for me to piss you off Oh baby Because <laughs> hey, hey, I got um, it like
5: that And so remember my
2: son like is that, welcome uh, White chocolate Welcome to the family baby
3: All right, so here's what I'll tell you um, about the coaching tree situation. What if
2: Harbaugh is from it?
3: (laughs) Is that true? So their number one is John Harbaugh is coming from the Andy (laughs) Reid coaching tree. Okay, Um, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott. Those are the top four. okay? Okay, the top four for John Harbaugh are Rex Ryan, Hugh Jackson.
2: No, no, no. You cannot put uh, Rex Ryan on John Harbaugh. His dad was, Buddy Ryan was the coach of the Jets. No, no.
3: No, these are the best names. This is the best names under him. Like, that's what I'm trying to give you. These are the best names. So you want to put Rex Ryan.
2: Which Harbaugh?
3: John, this is, uh, Jim has zero. Like, zero.
2: Roman has been under both of them. Well, well,
3: again, what I'm talking about is head coaches. Okay. Like, what my my point is is to explain. expressly show the successes of head coaches under their coaching trees. Andy has Reed, been
2: coaching for over 30 years, dude. But he's
3: got a track record of having great coaches that are currently coaching his head coaches. Who's
2: the greatest one?
3: Right now it's Harbaugh. uh
2: so you're trying to tell me the Harbaugh, Harbaugh tree sucks because Harbaugh is the best one?
3: No, look at the what? Don't tell no. me
2: Ron Rivera is the fucking Cody wanted to fire Ron Rivera.
3: But, I mean, you can't argue with two head coaches of the year. Like, I mean, the dudes, you can't you can't say anything about his success. I mean, his success is a success. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have Chuck Pagano and Jim Caldwell. Those are the most notable coaching trees Ooh, for, John, for the Harbaugh.
2: Caldwell took a team deep. Caldwell was legit. He took over with somebody with cancer. Bruce Arians, maybe. Which one? Caldwell won the Super Bowl or something, didn't he? Or was that the Andrew Luck year that that was
3: that was Chuck Pagano, and uh, they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Um, Chuck Pagano had cancer, and uh, Bruce Arians took over
2: for him.
5: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't. You Um, know
2: what is I don't find this argument as compelling when you're using Harbaugh against the Harbaugh tree.
3: What do you mean? What? What? Your number one
2: name on the list was the guy that I. I'm talking about being the tree starter. But it has th- it's
3: it's two separate arguments though. Like that's the that's the I, I don't understand why you have a are concern there any about
2: bad that. names under the Andy Reid tree? Sure. I mean there they're okay. His, Let's his, talk about them then. His
3: top t- his, this is his top ten, okay? Um, at least according to this. Where G baby. John Harbaugh, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott, Brad Childress, um, Matt Nagy. Leslie Frazier, Todd Ugh. Bowles, Pat Shermer, Ugh. Steve Spagnolia.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of bad names on that list too.
0: But Reed probably has one of the most infamous coaching trees that there is. I mean, right. look mm, at all of the good because of the Harbors come out from under him. Who's the I best mean, name
2: other than Harbaugh on that dude, list? How,
0: uh, hey, how about, I mean, he hasn't won the uh, Super no, Bowl. No, who's the Mc, best name? Sean, Sean, Sean McDermott? Dermott? Could you
2: actually say he's really under the radar? Sean McDermott gets a paid-for
4: team every year, man. Come and on, dude. He Even is he under the yeah, Rivera <laughs> last year? Oh,
5: Greg, oh, you got to
2: stop
10: right
3: there. Sean
0: McDermott had Bills the best team. Panthers team. defense that we've ever had.
3: He went to a Bills
0: team
4: with a horrible
3: history. He had nobody on his. He had Nathan Petersman as his
4: best quarterback. I confused Sean McDermott with Sean McVay. That's my apologies. Gotcha,
5: gotcha. I was like, wait a minute. Y'all are absolutely right. No, and
4: (laughs) I
2: don't like this is like, is what was Sean McDermott under Andy Reid?
8: Like,
5: if he's a ball
2: boy, he's really his tree. You're starting the tree too early then.
5: But McDermott was a
2: defensive. When he had his first major job, it's under Rivera.
0: Okay, but then what happens is people bring you along, right? Right. Just like what's happening. You Ken hate Dorsey. Ron Rivera. He was a quarterback coach. Oh, I hate Ron Rivera. It was time to move on from. Him. See, Tony, the only in the argument.
2: Why is do if you hate Greg Roman?
0: In my mouth. That's the only way you can do it. I don't hate Ron Rivera. It was time to move on from. Ron oh Rivera. yes, you do. And by I the, way, the same thing that you're describing <laughs> is what's happening with Clint. But Ken Dorsey right now. Ken Dorsey was a quarterbacks coach then he got elevated to offensive coordinator and then yeah that's what sean mcdermott did at. that's McDermott what oh let's read like those oh hold on hold, on hold on hold on. then he goes to a defensive coordinator and now he's a head coach and now he's balling the fuck out name so one name
2: do. one quarterback coach that became an offensive coordinator that became good under andy Reid. because here you just gave I me know. three I'm or not, four like names and they're all defensive play they're all defensive harbaugh is a special teams guy ron rivera is a defensive guy sean mcdermott's a defensive guy you're trying to tell me the best coaches that andy Reid has ever produced are not offensive right and and fair point so how about that cody can i ask didn't we say that the
0: harbaugh's they're They're not offensive
2: coaches only one of them is and (laughs) by the way greg roman was his offensive coordinator so (laughs) i don't even want to hear that shit
0: there's can, still yet to prove that Greg Roman can ever run an, an offense without a mobile quarterback. I'm, I'm glad you no brought proof. that up.
2: Well, he's I'm not. Oh, oh, wait, do you remember when you told Malik Willis that you told me to not say that Malik Willis could not be a quarterback because they didn't ask him to do something? Well, guess what? Greg Roman has never been an offensive coordinator in a non off with a mobile yeah. quarterback. So, and, and yes, and me, when has he oh, ever right. failed with a non-mobile quarterback?
4: You named that pay time. A man
0: to be our head coach and have him do something that is never done before. Okay, let me ask you something.
4: Who like is Ken, Ken Dorsey? Dor- who has is, who is Ken Dorsey had as, <sighs> as his quarterbacks as an offensive coordinator? Who has he had?
0: So, we know Cam Newton and Josh okay. Allen.
4: That's I it. Run, that's a running that's
0: quarterback. That's fucking it, bitch. Who's he got
4: right <laughs> now? Who's he got but that, right
0: now? but that, that, Ken Dorsey also, has got who's, Josh who's, Allen. Who's he got
4: right now Josh Allen, who by the way is the number 2 He may be a pass a pass Jackson go go sub it's kind of crazy. He may be the number 2 rushing quarterback in the NFL this year. So can we oh, say yeah. that Ken Dorsey can do anything without a rushing quarterback? Can't you I know. That's my friend?
2: point. I've been saying that. Yeah. I've been like, saying I mean, that. Dude, Let's go to the next that, call. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're going to give me all these dude. butts and shits, and that's better, all fake, bro. A great
0: passer, Lamar passers. Jackson's a great
4: passer. He then the all Really well. Come on, man. Who? Who was? Okay. Who so was?
0: Who's a, be- uh, but who's a better passer, Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick? Mm. Cam Newton,
2: right? Well, uh, first of all, I would say, uh, ca- but guess games, what? Both no of them went to a to Super Colin Bowl. Kaepernick, Both of them went to a passer. Super Bowl. So what What does Game it matter? Passer, yeah. So what does it matter, though? Both of them right, went to so a then, Super Bowl. Okay, so now Has Josh Allen passer. been to a Super Bowl? Who's, I mean, there, let, Remind there, me better that.
0: Passer, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson?
2: I actually think that's a wash, bro. I yeah, think Lamar, bro. I will take Lamar over Josh Allen. I'd take Lamar over Josh Allen.
0: No, that's dumb. Josh Allen's also got, good, yeah. dude. Ja- Lamar
2: doesn't have Josh any Allen and weapons. Josh
0: Mahomes are like number one and number
2: two. All let right, you, next call.
0: Next call. That's
2: both. That. That's some. Compl- You're right. Guess what? <laughs> All the shit you used to talk about Josh Allen when he sucked because he didn't have weapons, and then you put weapons around him, and he's good. Tell me Lamar was Jackson's I weapons.
0: Shit about Josh Allen. I was never. No, talking tell me shit how he was Josh his first
2: Allen. two years until he got Stephon Diggs. You said he wasn't the player he is now because he didn't have any weapons. And once you put weapons around him, and that's a credit to what Sean McDermott learned in Carolina. But I'm telling you, Lamar won the MVP with nobody. And
5: Lamar, guess what? He's, he's like a six and three. They probably have the time, same
2: right? record right now. They probably have the same fucking record. And he has nobody. Likely is his best player
4: lamar has almost josh 1800 allen. yards and 16 touchdowns josh allen has 2400 yards and uh let's see 19 touchdowns
2: so they're and look at their rushing yard they don't run the ball In look we're going to the next call yeah we're going to the next call i'm so mad about this next call
0: why are you mad homie Yo, c3,
11: you're is today, and, are you know c3 stubborn um i'm gonna be honest i think I think what was probably the worst part about the game for me yesterday when I was there was outside of the fact that it was probably the worst first half experience of any game I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um uh I wore my DJ Moore jersey. DJ Moore's my favorite player. I've always defended him. Uh why we drafted him over Calvin Ridley. He's by far my favorite player. I feel like he's elite are close too. Um, and I noticed like five minutes, five, six minutes before the second half started, he came out the locker room. Like he was just walking by himself with the towel over his head. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him. and. And it was, and he just sat on the bench like by himself. He looked defeated and I was just, I, I felt so bad cause he's my favorite player. And I feel like he is like a really good player and is by far our most underrated. And like, like, I can't believe people actually believe like sometimes like he's just like not worthy. Like we should have traded him or something. Like to me that blows my mind. I feel like he's by far like, our most legit player, our most proven player so far, and, yeah, so that, that was probably my, like, least favorite part of the whole, the whole game, honestly. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, never forget, um, Cody said, Cody said, Demir Bird was worse than Shysmith Smith, and, he also said PJ Walker and Matt Cross should be the starters next year. Um, Tony B, can you please play the that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard? That's my favorite <laughs> part of this show sometimes. So That'd be, be having me laughing oh, wow. so much. But yeah, I'm going to just keep pounding. I'll fuck with y'all, C3.
2: Your call was great. But look, right on time, Right on time for the temperature of this discussion. And what we're going to go ahead and say is this. What Cody's talked about for the last 45 minutes.
9: That's the stupidest thing I ever heard.
0: Unfazed, bro. Unfazed. See, if you're going to be me, you have to be unfazed, man. Cause I'm used to everybody being, like, oh, Cody, you're such a. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, All right, dude. If, I if, let if my takes live. Look, I let my tanks live, and then down sure. the road we're going right when I, I want to try to be
2: make up. Right when if, I try
4: to make up, he does this shit, Greg.
0: Nah. More yeah. <laughs> fun this way.
4: So you know it's a good marriage? <sighs> you know.
0: You fucking
2: love me. (laughs) Shut up. Say
0: the next one. Ah,
11: missed What's up, guys? This is MJ from the East Side. What the fuck is
10: Fat Neck Fitter doing not trading burns for two firsts and a second? Burns ain't shit. Oh, he's a one trick pony. Can't get
11: dealt with this fact. This is my thing absolutely insane who, who do you think you are built for the future dummy and trade more to the damn Packers. that's
10: going to be an up and big. we could have been set up for the next future for all these draft things damn we're run by absolute fucking retards absolute <laughs> fucking <laughs> no. retard it's a uh, never-ending cycle and god
8: damn it i'm sick of
4: it great shit fellas soon. hey, Appreciate he's me. not he's not wrong by no, any means no. and we're all saying that right now but he's also once again looking in hindsight because anybody who's calling and even us discussing it right now two weeks after the trade deadline saying this we're all looking in hindsight because two weeks ago true nobody true, was saying true, that true well how nobody about this is that, that there,
2: i do ago. think there is a conversation to be had and it, it hurts to say it aloud and it hurts when you talk about your best players in a negative light right is brian burns is a top three player on our team you know and so to talk junk about brian burns feels crappy right it just feels bad the my college team right now holton aylers remember the guy that you said has the most badass name that is a badass name. he's not the most pure passer he's not a pure passer but he's been the best thing we've had for four or five and and people be like holton's you know it's like he's better than everything else right. and my real question and the only concern i have with burns are we being prisoners a little bit by the fact that he's one of the better players on our team okay. and i don't know is i don't know is like is burns a guy that you can build around or is he a guy that you add to the puzzle mm. And it's just it's ha- it's a hard conversation
4: to have. Sure, right. Well, the the question is once again, like we said, we and we've gone over this before. Like what the uh, what the what what it would have been if we're getting a late first round? It's basically a second. If we're getting a first round next year, it doesn't help us right now. So does losing Brian Burns next year? Help us in the, in the long run because I mean we don't know what these players are going to fruit and I actually agree with him on the Green Bay DJ Moore trade. I've seen two or three different mock drafts that have DJ Moore being traded to Green Bay draft night for their pick and right now they're probably going to have a top ten pick and and I I love DJ Moore but man two picks in the top ten.
2: Dan Floyd says this, he's had a 10-sack season. He ain't overrated. I don't think he's had a 10-sack season, actually.
4: He's gotten close. I don't think he has Yeah, I think he's had nine nine and and a half. I think he's always
2: touching the ceiling. I understand that it's just about how much you're willing to pay Brian Burns.
4: Yeah, and that half a sack thing is such bullshit. I hate that stat. If you can have a half a sack, then a quarterback should be able to have half an interception. If it's an interception off a tip pass or a drop pass, that should be a half a pick. Like, that, it's bullshit, just a man. question just exactly of don't.
2: is he uh is he gonna get top five money or not? Oh. And right now, people, every time I say this is like I said this to someone a couple. I said this actually at the beginning of the season because if you go and I'm not gonna ask you to go back, but Cody, if you if we were looking back at the blackout slide, guess who the picture is of them? The Panthers featuring the outfit. It's Brian Burns. Burns. Like, they have made him, in the wake of last year's debacle and a lot of questions on this team, they made him the face of this franchise more than anybody. They put put him on the information. They put him on the pamphlets. They put him on the promos. They put him out in front of the cameras. And I thought that was a signal we were trying to – extend him i said well we should do it now just like i said we should extend cam before it got too expensive and we actually did that then we were ahead of the curve before the market got and someone told me oh brian's don't brian burns don't want to sign right now because he wants these other guys to reset the market i don't want to sign brian burns in a reset market i want to set him in a market that he's valued i want to pay him what he's deserved but I don't want to pay him, like, the reset market value just because the last guy got a lot.
4: Well, I want to ask, too. When Tepper took over and we were changing, he wanted to immediately change Cam, like, the face of the franchise for me and Cam. Didn't he go straight to CMC? And wasn't that right before we signed CMC or was it right after? I can't remember. I don't know if that's a sign of them, like, putting everything out there as a player. Hey, this is going to be our next guy we sign. Because I just know that whenever Cam left, they made a big push to put CMC's face on everything remember and we were talking about that change how they were actually cutting cam out of pictures yeah (laughs) it was right it's crazy like
0: hey uh uh real quick just because i don't want to forget these uh tyler jones with the two dollar love bomb earlier donated said my favorite show by far tyler we appreciate your brother man thanks for supporting our show trey burton said did some dorsey googling by the way ten dollar love bomb for trey burton says Carolina quarterback coach, 2013 to 17, prime Cam years. Bills quarterback coach, 2019 to 2021. Josh Allen's first big season was 2020. Not a long track record, but what he has looks good. Kind of,
5: kind of like Greg Roman's. Fair point. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. With, with very similar
4: quarterbacks the other thing too i just want to remind you that
2: cam's best passing season was under north turner i
0: like chocolate and you like vanilla okay each one has their own merits man actually you like vanilla but you i like like chocolate i want lamar jackson
2: you want ken Dorsey?
0: i'm talking about there is cases to be made for both of them Right. Good cases. And there are some other cases where you're like, eh, I don't quite know yet. Point being Ken Dorsey is just as good and relevant as a name as Greg Roman.
4: We're gonna sign Kill anyways, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just wait and see. We'll sign Killamore. We'll have anymore.
0: Bill O'Brien and we'll uh,
4: I'm 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 glad that nobody in here said that. Nobody said Bill O'Brien here. It's, kinda... I hate the idea because I don't like him
2: but i do like the idea kind of my, my idea is lamar and greg roman i think that the only appealing part is if you bring in a guy he's familiar with and they believe in it you know what i'm saying like i do think there's some appeal to that but bill o'brien i have no i'd rather sign frank well which we got to ask we haven't even talked about the saturday stuff we got to work that in after this call.
6: What's up, C three? Only two more calls, Anthony from Charlotte. Um. Well, we got a quick turnaround this week at Atlanta, uh, guys. I don't, I don't like being harsh. I wish I could just call in and be like, talk about stuff to be excited, but this team now just isn't the time. Um. But if there's any resemblance of hope, we gotta win this week at home. Like we 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 gotta win this week at home, and it starts with coaching. It starts from Wilkes to the quarterback to everything. If we want to win, if we want to have a chance at anything, and I have been one of the biggest Debbie Downers, but. Just shut me up. We need to win this week. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad if we did. But, yeah, that's all I got to say. And there's not much else to talk about right now in Panthers country. But
4: C3, you already know the vibes. Keep on pounding, baby. Good call, Dad. That is the sound of Appreciate hope. Appreciate
0: you, Anthony. Right
4: there is what that is, the sound of hope. That's crazy. It's like the only so, one. Uh,
0: you want to bring up this uh, poll we got?
2: Yeah. So I I'm put all
0: smashed. of our, I put all of our head coach. Yeah, it was surprising. I thought I'd be in dead last. Close. I mean, we're, we're, nah, we're King
2: Dorsey. All the Panther fans love him because he has some connection to Carolina.
0: So yeah, uh, but seven. So I put all of our coach quarterback combos in the chat. That poll's still open. If you would like to participate, 36 votes. Then I saw some other people that was like, I I don't like any of them. But anyway, uh, right now, the leader at 33% is CK's choice with Ken Dorsey and CJ Stroud. Next up at 30%, Tony's choice with Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson. Uh, And at third place is Mike with Ken Dorsey and Matt Corral. And Greg at 16% with Kellen Moore and... Hendon Hooker. Cab- I think the
4: Kellen caboose Moore. is important, y'all. I'm telling
0: I think
2: y'all, Kellen Moore has done an excellent job. I uh, think he has too. Uh, I think. I mean, I really am interested him as a candidate. Not for, and I don't know if it's for us, but like he deserves to get talk, right? Like what they've done. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right, let's go to the next. Uh, let's go to the next call, you guys. I want your Saturday takes after this.
7: Hey guys. It's the growl that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the blind panther And, uh, I have a question about, uh, or not question Y'all are asking, do, uh, do you believe in the curse of the black uniforms and whatnot? And, well, I could go with the fact that I can't see them <laughs> I'm not gonna do it Because there is a curse that I actually do believe in And, um, uh, <clears throat> it's the curse of the soft drink you see, every time, you see, ever since we changed our official fan refreshment from Pepsi to Coke, we have not been good. We have been shitty ever since we went from Pepsi to Coke.
4: Pepsi's born in the Carolinas. Baby. I don't
7: know if anyone's ever thought of that, but I guess you're thinking of it now. I've noticed that, and not that Coke is bad. Coke is tasty. I love Coke. I love Pepsi. Matter of fact, I'm in love with the Coco. Yeah. But uh first of all, the reason why I think the reason I think of for the curse is that you know, Coca Cola is from Atlanta. It's their pride and joy. So why would we make their pride and joy our official fan refreshment?
1: Money.
2: Cause
7: it's yeah, because better than you know money the way I, I think man. about Atlanta And I want you to say this with me Fuck Atlanta Fuck fuck Atlanta So uh fuck you,
9: yeah. Keep I'm actually
7: going to that game On Thursday night right after work I don't have to work Friday cause it's Veterans Day Yeah I got my job back You know So excited about that Anyway guys Oh I'm not yet. I'm just like so excited for that game. I just joined the Roaring Riot like two weeks ago. Me and my dad. So now we can go to the tailgate. We're going to go to the tailgate, eat a bunch of bojangles, eat, uh, drink a bunch of beer, cuss a bunch about Atlanta, then go watch about, then go watch the game, then drink more beer, then cuss more about Atlanta while we're at the game. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm even wearing some black pants. I have my lucky shirt that I wore to the Tampa Bay game that I'm going to wear, which is blue and i have a teal roaring riot patch for it but so excited can't wait i've never been to a prime time game anyway guys this time is happening wow wow Wow!
2: thank you for your call joey right. the blind oh, yeah. panther you might be the only person that joined the roaring riot midseason this year <laughs> think about that. Like they must be you know what they should celebrate Joey the Blind Panther more yeah, than. Yeah, that he should be a big
3: part of their uh I'm gonna email forward. Zach.
2: I'm gonna I should I'm gonna message Zach and tell him about this. Um, the question I have for you guys, which this is how ridiculous this podcast is. We were making the best pace on topics. I wrote it in the private chat like three times before mm-hmm. 10 o'clock.
4: I'll tell you exactly what happened.
2: We were pushing through these topics. Yeah,
0: telling it happened.
2: We were pushing through these topics so methodically and quickly. But this is how ridiculous this longest-running podcast, which is literally the longest podcast on in Panther Nation, what I thought was the lead story and lead question, central question on this show, is not getting asked till
4: 1149 at night. There's still two questions left, and that is which one you want.
2: (laughs) Who is the Carol? All right, so the Indianapolis Colts fired former Carolina Panther, the first starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers ever, Frank Wright. They fired him, who's had a winning record as a coach. They fired him mid-season, even though just two weeks ago they said they wouldn't fire him before the season was over jim ursay has never fired a coach mid season before in the history of his whatever he's owned the team and uh they appointed an interim coach and that interim coach has caused a stir his name is jeff saturday he's the former center someone look up if he is in the hall of fame or if he's
3: no he's just in their ring of honor
2: okay uh, but he is the cent- he was the center for Peyton Manning. They always say that the center is the smartest guy on the field, right? The offensive linemen are supposedly the smartest men on the field. Jeff Saturday was made a head coach, and it caused a stir because he's the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and he's never coached before other than a high school team, which he had a below 500 record with. Um, I'm not as upset. The internet the world has gotten so upset that this is set back. It's a uh, institutional racism. It's all of these different things. Jeff Saturday. Uh, if you guys want to comment, on it, you, you can come comment it, on it. But what I was interested in, what it made me think of is who would we be happy with if we were to name a head coach who was a former player, kind of in the Jeff Saturday range. And I would say, do you think that the world would be upset if if this Mm. name was Peyton Manning instead of Saturday? No. Do you think they would have gone, oh my God, he hasn't done it. I think they would have been fine with Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. I think it's,
3: yeah. I mean, can I, can I say the the outrage is absolutely asinine, right? I mean, here's the thing. I, I think you can have a gripe with the Flores stuff and the Steve Wilkes stuff, 100%. Sure. I'm on board with that. I think that they got an unfair treatment. I think that Steve Wilkes is, pro- in my opinion, Steve Wilkes is probably the one that's more egregious that he only got one single year as a head coach um, and he got fired. Um, but this situation is, a lot of people are saying like he passed up other qualified uh, it's people. not true. He, he passed up every other qualified person like every single one of them he passed up john fox he passed up uh, every single other potential opportunity that is had a head coaching or even any coaching experience in the nfl for for this saturday guy right so you can't put that he's also the one who hired tony dungy who won them their super bowl right i mean i don't like to put that i i have a worry because it's a, it's it's something that i have an immense amount of respect for as far as the movement to try to create equality in the world right um but i feel like when you start to say that all like even something like this i feel like you dilute when there's a real issue i don't think this is a real issue i feel like that's like doing this is basically going to make people look at this and say like what can you not do anything like i just i think that you got to keep in mind like this is an interim job there isn't a goal there isn't a a rule in place that states they have to do anything in particular so he's got a guy who is who has been the center he probably called up Peyton Manning first let's be real about it um mm-hmm. and Jeff Saturday is going to know that offense more than anybody he's probably got a great brain on him so i just i have a hard time trying to connect those dots you feel free but i think it's fair to have an opinion that that counter contradicts that i just i i I'm, I'm, my concern is mainly for this this movement that i tremendously respect because i really believe that there needs to be something done in society to, to to uh to make equal you know to to bring equality into something or at least get as close to equality as we possibly can in our lifetime. Um mm. but I just don't know that this is one of those things that you're gonna that that's that's a fight that is that makes a lot of sense.
4: The, the the problem with this is, is people have their, their version of equality I- incorrect. Like equality doesn't mean that you have an equal number of races in every position because that's never going to happen anywhere. And if you're going to make that argument, I can make the argument for the players. There's way more people of color that are players than there are white yeah. players. Okay, so, so we can make these arguments all day long, but it's a dumb argument because you're never going to change anybody's mind.
5: Mm. But, but
4: the, the bottom line is equality is the best person for the job. Be, being awarded that job that's equality it's, it's not about race it's not about anything else it's the best person for the job right. now with that being said these people who are owners owning their own business have the opportunity to hire whoever they want to because they own their team now but well, that doesn't be, mean it, that it may not be right it may not kind be kind of right missing the you point have, here
2: can we feature well, greg a little bit i hate yeah, how he's under not the not, comments just it,
4: It may not be right, but you have that opportunity, okay? And here's the thing. Anybody of any race and any person, if you have an opportunity and you have a favoritism toward people you've worked with before, you're not going to put anything else but that in your mind when you hire somebody. It's going to happen. No matter who you are, you're going to hire people you trust and people you think can do the job well. You may be wrong, but you have the right to do that.
2: There's one thing, though, that... Look, I mean, in, in some ways, uh, you're making a lot of good points, right? Is like, what is equity versus equality? These questions. The other is that we also know rubbing elbows with people is very important how you move up in life. And so, like, obviously, this guy has a really good relationship with the owner, and that has something to do with it. He was also part of fuel the fuel. golden age of this but like my bastard son brings up is reggie wayne's on the staff but i want to bring up a couple of points of this is that if you would put if you put reggie wayne in this position oh this is another cool name i just pulled up their staff reggie wayne is his first year right now as a coach yeah and he is a wide receiver coach uh, he might another. not have wanted that responsibility. Right. Like right. I said, right. there's so much stuff that we yeah. don't know.
3: that yeah. the, the, That's the reason. I, th- it's dangerous to throw Ursay in this fire.
2: Well, like Ursay is kind of ridiculous in his own right. way, like a ridiculous billionaire. So we'll get on to that. But uh, there's another cool name on this staff who is black, who is a former Panther, Mike Mitchell, mm-hmm. who only played a year or two with us. But here's the point about this is um, – If you put, and this is my little bit of my concern with Steve Wilkes being named interim is that you put them in untenable situations. Right. And it actually makes them look like they're not competent at their jobs when they're in impossible situations. So the one thing, though, that people are upset about, and ultimately, Greg, and this is where kind of there's a nuance that I think your discussion kind of overlooked a little bit. And that is that. The idea is that people like if say uh, Reggie Wayne or even say this guy who I don't know who he is is his name is on the staff. He's the assistant. Oh, hold on, hold on! I saw a guy who had a lot of experience. Who's black? Twenty nine. Uh, Richard Howe. Well, he's a strength and condition. I can't. Defensive back. Defensive back coach oh. Ron Millis has thirty-two years experience as coaching. Hey, it says. But my what? point is this: is that, that people point, yeah. that are up, people that do believe that this is a, is emblematic of institutional racism, say this: it's not the fact that we don't understand that these relationships and rubbing el- elbows matter. It's the idea is that black people or minorities have to prove more before they get the sure. opportunity, and then this guy hasn't proved anything, and he gets ushered in. Ultimately, I think there would be – I just think this is like I wouldn't – if he works out, that would be the most ridiculous part of this.
5: Yeah. So here's if
2: it actually works – And I will say this one last point before I give you the mic is this, is there's one reason there's one guy who has head coaching experience on this staff, who has had offensive play calling experience on this staff, and who is a minority – And his name is Scotty Montgomery and he should not get the job. He's the worst fucking coach in the history of the world. He destroyed my alma mater's program at East Carolina. He fucking sucks. That's it.
3: So my, like, here's the thing is none of your, your, your um, points are things that I disagree with. What I disagree with is that he passed up all the white people on his staff too. Like it's, like there's plenty of people with that same experience, right? So, the, to say that it was, right? Just, like that's that's what I'm saying. This is kind
2: of unprecedented in a way.
3: Right, right. And so that, that's what I'm saying. There isn't a precedent that is like the the some of the guys in, in the creator chat were saying, you know, that that this was, um, you know, the, anytime that they've they've only ever given uh, white players that uh, w- with no experience coaching an opportunity like this. I'm like nobody's ever gotten an opportunity like this this outside
2: is not- the organization has, has there ever been a time you've gone outside the organization entirely like who you never promoted from within I mean, people were trying to tell us earlier that wilkes is going to bring in some good dudes no right. he's just going to move people around inside
0: and by the way to add to this conversation their gm chris ballard is pretty much what they've done over the past few years and the quarterback contracts that they've given out this organization is not necessarily known for making really smart decisions. So I don't not think, lately, uh, I, I mean, not lately, uh, how about right. this? I, I, I think if you're talking about the Colts, the fact that they would even hire someone that doesn't have the experience at the head coaching position, I, dude, That's a, that's a big time gamble. And as far as I was concerned, uh, the name interim is still behind, his head coaching
2: time. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah, I mean, th-
0: this... He, th- if this he gets the, the job next insane. year,
2: wouldn't that be the most ridiculous thing you ever heard? In a way, imagine him doing what it took to actually earn the job. That would be incredible. Yeah. The other thing is this. Isn't there some irony in the fact that Jim Ursay is kind of leading the charge against Dan Snyder? And then he goes and does, yeah. like, basically... This was a, almost, I feel like, a PR... I don't know. It's kind of like, but here, let's turn it to the Carolina Panthers.
4: Let's do it. Yeah.
2: Who is the player? I got one. That you would name as the head coach that's not named Luke Keekley? And look, we're going to move. I'm going to move I Greg it. to my. Thank
4: you. Oh, I got one. I did something
2: wrong, bro. I changed something, maybe.
4: Who you mine got, Greg? Is- Mine is totally, totally fandom, but I don't care. I think this guy would be great. I've been watching him his whole career. He's been one of my favorite athletes my entire life. Uh, Bring back Julius Peppers and let him head coach his team for a year. Let's see what happens. That's my player, coach.
2: Totally would fit the mold of not uh, inexperienced from the coaching perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little too passive for my taste. I don't know. All right. Uh, CK, you got a name for us? I yeah, got a good um, one. You got mine's
3: just gonna go Steve
2: Smith. I mean, Steve Smith is just like we just punch every player in the face who did, dude. Like the, he's right. got that
3: he's got that energy, dude. Like it's like I don't know, man. It, it, if you're talking about a, uh, having a leader out there, I mean, I think that Steve Smith is an undeniable leader of an uh, of uh, of any football team, and he's not gonna be afraid to tell you his opinion on how you're doing. All right.
2: Uh, Cody,
0: I mean, I'm probably gonna have to say, G. Reg, my man Greg Olson.
2: I knew you uh, were gonna say that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think that he has a good mind for the offense, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that people tend to, uh, you know, rally around him. You know, there's another name I was gonna say too, and it's kind of, uh, it's uh maybe a little further out there, but. I would even like a guy like Ryan Khalil to come back. He's former, too quacky. He's too
2: much of a jokester.
0: I mean, hey man, to have someone that the locker room relates to—that's mm-hmm. you know—that's that's a big deal. That goes a long way.
2: Um, you know, I was trying to think of some of those names. One name, and this is not my pick. And I was like, kind of looking around like Panther faithful or like old hats. Brad Hoover actually is an intern started, which is how bizarre is this? The Panthers put out a video about Brad Hoover being an intern 15 hours ago or yesterday. Like right when I was Googling him, like, what has he been doing this and that? But the answer is Cody, move us. Take that comment down. The answer is on the screen that fly guy in the sunglasses right there mike mentor he is the coach of the campbell campbells right campbell camels right now head coach incredible defensive back he's basically like steve wilkes except for oh here's one cool thing uh after the nfl when he retired mike mentor declared in 2009 he was he was considering running for the united states house of representatives as a republican against incumbent larry kissel this guy's awesome no look uh mike mentor is like uh not only a panther legend he's got experience at the collegiate level uh like so he's got head coaching experience and bizarre story when it comes to the C3 Panthers podcast. If you go to carolinacatchronicles.com, you can go and find some old episodes. I used to run this series. It's very hard to keep up with it in off season. It's hard to track these guys down all the time. But uh, I did these interviews with former Panther players called Where's That Cat Now? Got some great ones up there from Deshaun Foster, um, to jason peter which is an incredible when that was like two hours this guy was a drug addict i mean it's wild one of the best ones i ever had was with mike mentor and it only recorded my side of the conversation oh, oh no i had him belly laughing at one point because i'm a historian you know so i go back and read all the newspapers i have access to all this stuff and i ask them these crazy questions that are like how did you remember? How do you know that? I'm like, because I've read 800 newspapers over the last three weeks, but Mike mentor is my guy. Uh, and here, uh, Benji Barrett brings this name up and I want to give credit to Panther pickle who said this earlier. I think this is a great name, Ricky pro. Yeah. Incredible wide receivers. Coach made Kelvin Benjamin, a thousand yard receiver incredible incredible stuff all right uh we have i think one more call to go and then one more question to go all
7: right so my question uh my answer for the question if i had to pick a player uh to be interim head coach um i would i would probably go steve smith senior i'd probably go with him fight everybody he's a panther legend he He knows the Panthers. He knows what he wants. He knows exactly what he wants. He wants our team to win. So I honestly, I think we need that type of person. I need, I think we need somebody who knows the team. I think we want somebody who desperately really wants to win. I think, I think Steve Smith, man, we gotta go with Mr. Uh, Ice Up himself. All right. Y'all keep pounding y'all. I'll be at that Thursday night game.
2: I'm worried. I'm worried. He would fight. Everybody is one, one problem. We, I had this great question. My friend asked me once, and he said, if you, and he would be like, who would you like to have with you in a bar fight? Who would you? And one of the questions he asked is what Panther, former Panther would you like to live with as a, have a, as a roommate? And it was kind of, I was trying to think I like cam. I like, I also said Robbie Anderson at one point, because it would be so ridiculous of an experience um but i said the last person i want to live with is steve smith and i'd have to put like a deadbolt on my bedroom door be like knock be like, what are you doing in there tony what are you doing in there why'd you eat my cheese nips i'd be scared and terrified my whole life um i think that and i'm going to tell you white chocolate espresso peanut will play like one year with this that don't count um and, oh, someone brought up Jake DeLone. We can't have Jake DeLone being the head coach. Nobody would be able to understand him. They can barely understand his Cajun access, accent, accent in the uh, huddle. How are they going to respond? Favorite thing about
0: Jake DeLone is his accent. All
2: right. Um, okay, what is the net? We got one more topic, I hope, and then we're done. We got ice up picks, and then we get out of here. I mean, all we Ooh. got
0: left is just this uh... – this is oh, yeah. just
2: this isn't even a topic as just much as it is something interesting here. Um, the Panthers, uh, everybody beats us down and then goes and loses because they also suck. <laughs> right? I mean, we get beat by a bunch of sucky teams. The Browns, the Gi ja- well, actually. But look, if the, the Falcons lost after us. But now they play us again. Who is the best Ooh. team
0: that we've played thus far? Ooh,
2: good question.
0: Probably the Giants, huh? No. Maybe San Francisco? 49ers. Yeah. San Fran. They weren't
2: the best at that moment. Sure. But they were the best team, probably overall. Who else have we played? We've played uh, Giants the Giants on the top. Yeah.
3: I mean, outside of their quarterback, they're the best team by a pretty large margin.
2: By the way, I'm starting to believe in Seattle. I Mm. believe in them now. I'm on there. Like, I think they, I think they're real.
3: By the way, he's shouting out himself, him, him, him some uh, Ben McAdoo is interesting. Yeah. I'm telling you, Ben McAdoo almost is undefeated when it comes to like his choices at quarterback.
0: Yeah. And this man, like Cody, I'm just saying,
2: Okay. Is that it? That's all we got for tonight? That's it, man. Good God. I thought,
4: man, we were going to be done by 11.
2: (laughs) When did it go off the rails? Never.
4: Huh? When did it go? It off went the off the rails, rails whenever Tyler's question of the quarterback coach combo came up. We talked oh, about that I for like 36 minutes. You're yeah. arguing about the Lamar versus yep. Ken Dor-
2: the Ken Dorsey versus
4: Greg <laughs> Roman. <Rimmer. laughs> like I, w- I was keeping time and I was looking up. I was like, "Holy shit, we've been talking about this for like 36 minutes, guys!" <laughs> I was like, "We need uh, to move on." Like
0: yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I put that really. on Tony. It
2: almost ruined yeah. our marriage.
0: Tony gets so upset. <laughs> You know I was. No, I, I mean, I had it. to calm
2: down. No, actually, like, I don't hold it against people. Like usually I actually don't ever really, like, hold my opinions. I'm, I think I'm right on this one.
0: Though. Listen, I'm the cool parent in this relationship. Side, Not true. Okay. I'm, I'm the one that keeps my cool. You get upset irrationally for no reason.
4: <laughs> okay.
5: Oh, oh the said. other thing
2: is this, yeah, is can that. we at least put up that pic, the, the slide of Robbie Anderson real quick?
5: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Robbie Anderson, by the way, is in Arizona, how's asking, "Where's that bird at?" Um, how's, he, how's he doing? He has a negative four yards as a receiver in three mm-hmm. games.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Robbie, apparently, lot- by the way, him and DeAndre Hopkins were getting into some shit on the sidelines. By the way, did you see the DeAndre one where
2: where yeah. Ky- where Kyler Murray and DeAndre were in some uh, like heated art, and he's in the background, he's just sitting on the sideline, like. <laughs> so awesome. It's the right. internet always wins. All right. Um, that's the C three Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatchronicles.com. Tyler Jones is right. Cody's the stubborn wife. Totally true. I was gonna nah, say that, but no, I don't want no, no, stu- to think about it. Wives are stubborn. Wives are stubborn. Mine not is almost like this. We need
0: to get rid of this uh uh marriage thing. It's not a marriage. I'm your asshole younger brother that is right about everything and gets all the attention. And you're the older child that gets upset about it, dude. No, I like the marriage
5: thing better.
3: I like the marriage thing better. I'm not the wife. Because the wife is always right, right?
2: If you're still listening right now, I want to thank you personally. But we want to reward you, late night partiers, with the C3 Panthers podcast. If you message me either on Twitter, Using the hashtag C3AfterParty, or you send me an email at CarolinaCatChronicles at gmail.com and you use that hashtag in the email C3AfterParty. We're going to put you in a drawing at the end of November for a Brian Burns jersey. That's right, we want to reward the late night warriors. Hopefully you hear this. What you got to do is hit me up on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles with the hashtag C3 after party. Don't say anything about this jersey or else you ain't going to win it. You don't want extra people getting on or send me an email at Carolina cat. Well, not at Carolina cat chronicles at gmail.com. Make sure in the email you include hashtag C3 after party. And we'll put you in a drawing at the end of the month for a Brian Burns jersey. Oh, don't give him that ammo. I'm
3: just saying, like you should probably embrace that. (laughs) uh, In her mind at
2: least. Is Connor asleep yet? Because I'm gonna say something really
0: crude.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey. hey, Your hair looks so delicious.
0: Oh, hey, man, oh, I know. All hey, right. hey, I um, got that waving brown all
2: right, gravy, Here we baby. go. Is uh, This is the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We were supposed to push the – we're going to have a, fund, a fundraiser drive with the Bozeman mm-hmm. Foundation and on the bye week. We will push this hard on Thursday, but we are um, – I won't say partner partnering this is not for us and i was very i was yeah collaborating that's a good one um i was very clear i felt like or very strong or articulate when i was talking when we were speaking to them and thank you greg for coming up with these ideas and and really putting this into motion but i said that i don't want this to be about our show i don't want this to be something where it's like quid pro quo and those are the exact words i used to where we're doing this because we're going to get something out of it right what we're trying to do is going to start a new tradition on the c3 panthers podcast on the bye week and we're going to use the bye week as an opportunity and to to just do something you guys do a lot for us as fans and what we're going to do well actually we're going to ask you guys to do it too and that is, we're gonna part. We're gonna just support a Panther Foundation. We're gonna, whether they want us to or not, we're gonna find a Panther player-funded organization or not funded charity organization, and we're gonna have some fun on the bye week. We'll do some trivia games and some things like that. So we'll have a bye week episode in place of the post game show, and all we're gonna, we're not even gonna take the money. We don't want you to give us the money. We're gonna. Mm-hmm. We want, we're going to give you avenues to give it directly to them. And the Bozeman's have been so cool with the Panther Nation, and we've liked them a lot just as we've been fans of Bradley and stuff like that. We felt like it was um, a cool starting point. So look for news on that on Thursday. We're not good at promotion, obviously. Gosh, we're not good at uh, making these conversations go faster. We're not good at making this podcast shorter. We're good at building a good community. And uh, I don't know what we're good at. We're good at just being fans. Um, But now it's time for the longest running segment on the longest running podcast on uh, arguably the longest podcast of the season. Mm -hmm. This isn't actually the longest one. We're close to it. No, though. we
0: did four hours the other week.
2: I know. Uh, but this is the ice up segment where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. It's our homage to Steve Smith, who some of you think should be the head coach, of the interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers instead of Jeff Saturday. In that case, um, Cody, take us into these ice up picks. <laughs> This is the time where we ice up somebody and it is politics season. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of you had some political ice ups, but this is uh, the one point of the show where we say, and look, we have no rules on this show. We do whatever the hell we want. It's just fans being fans, but this is the one point where we open it up. It can be about football. It can be about ourselves. I mean, I feel like I should just ice up Cody at this point, but,
0: or oh, too
2: hot. Too hot. Just melt, melt the tried. ice. Melt the ice. That's
0: right. Um, um
2: do you, ice somebody up, bro, please.
0: Do y'all have one that y'all wanna go? No, with?
2: I want you to yeah.
4: go first because I got ninety. Okay. No. I'll this say, can that? I go first real quick so I can make a, oh, yeah, a yeah, 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 that yeah. My Foundation thing real quick? Um, I'm just gonna ice up real quick. Uh, everybody who is like going nuts and crazy about this Elon Musk Twitter thing.
5: Oh, okay. love this uh, one. Like, I'm with like, you on okay. this.
4: So listen, so like Elon Musk has jokingly said $20 for people who are blue check verified. And then it says, okay, I'm going to bring that down to $8. $20 was a joke. He's never going to ask that much. Bring that to $8. eight, eight dollars, okay. I first want to start out by saying that there's a reason you're blue check certified. It's because you don't want somebody impersonating you. If you don't want somebody impersonating you, it's more than likely because you're a famous or well-known person. Generally, when that's the case you probably make a lot of money and you've probably made money from Twitter. That's been free to you the entire time you've been doing it. Okay. So asking $8 for this is no more than asking for what a, uh, streaming service would be. Now that being said, 0.02% of people on Twitter are blue check certified. I love this one. So everybody's making a huge deal about 0.02% of people being asked to pay $8 To keep this service running. Because guess what? This is a business. They have employees. They have to pay bills. They have to pay wages. Okay? So for everybody who's out there saying that the the rich need to pay more. What Elon Musk is asking the rich to do. Or not everybody who's blue check certified is rich. But more than likely you are making good money. Is asking them to do is pay $8 to keep this service going. Not done yet though. Okay? Because it's not only keeping the service going. But the reason why these uh sites you have are free on sites um uh, social media services facebook twitter uh tiktok all these are free is because they sell your information to people that's how they pay for themselves so realistically everybody could pay one or two dollars a month everybody and probably less than that if everybody did it for any of the services they have facebook twitter tiktok all that stuff and your information would not be sold there's no more robocalls there's no more spam text or emails all this Ooh, stuff is gone all these girls because, trying to say they know, hi hey exactly that's how they make their money so guess what all these people say they want the rich to pay the rich are going to pay with this eight dollars and if you don't want to guess what you don't have to and you can still use twitter for free it's not a problem so everybody freaking out about this, and I have a bunch of people who are saying, well, I'm Twitter's not going to be running oh, in six months, free, and I, free I'm going to get off Twitter free speech. if this happens. You're not. First of all, you're not going to get off Twitter because it's probably one of the only reasons that you're, that you're in the spot you're in right now is because of free Twitter, you're, so you're not going to get off it. And second of all, do you really think Elon Musk, who is smarter than almost anybody that walks up to him and tries <clears> to tell him something, <throat> is going to buy a business and bankrupt it right away? Like seriously, use your brain. This is not a big deal. It's 0.02% of people who are Blue Check certified. We're sending billions of dollars to award another country that has nothing to do with us. And people are worried about 0.02% of people paying $8 a month for this. It's ridiculous. So everybody who's like that with Twitter, ice up, man. In six months when nothing has changed for you at all and you're still on Twitter, come talk to me. So I got to follow up words, on this do.
2: for one second me too. is I think first, I agree with you. 100. Um, as someone who is not blue check certified, I, d- I tweeted this out and I love when my best tweets never get no- get any traction. Like, that's the same way for me. Right. It's like my best tweet do, yeah. was this is like, I'm so happy to see all these rich people or these proletariats shook over $8 charge of the blue chick, uh, blue check. And now they got to write off
4: in your taxes. And they got
2: to join us, the plebs down on the ground. Now, welcome. Welcome to plebeian world with no check. I also got really mad at AOC about this. Mm -hmm. Who went crazy on this and really her campaign funds, which would pay, which are paid by donors and taxpayers her paycheck is paid by taxpayers her campaigns are paid by donors she's pissed that she's gonna have to pay this eight dollars that she doesn't actually pay that we pay for her to pay yes um and then the other thing again is that isn't it wild to see rich people cry about eight dollars eight dollars yes and look i understand like i actually do think there's some legitimacy to the question of pay to play and that's all it takes to get you certified and this is actually wild because Elon Musk has gotten very um petty on some of this yeah, where like uh, so Kathy Griffin right? who I don't like Kathy, Kathy Griffin at all mm-hmm. like she goes but she does take an edgy joke really far
4: Well, she, and she impersonated him, right? She made an account impersonated. She
2: had her account. No, she had her account. It says, and I can actually show it to you. I Yeah. Uh, this is what here, this is actually what it is. And this is what, so it's not an impersonate. I mean, it kind of is, but it's kind of not. So the at is still Kathy Griffin. But you can change people change their name up there all the time to like ridiculous stuff like white chocolate espresso.
4: That's think ooh, about that's that. A that. That's a technicality. That that's right. Walking a really so fine she, line right. And so she she yeah. turns
2: her little like you can edit that profile name, but your tag always stays the same. That, and they now, really now this was line. actually a cool. This it does show where if you're paying to try to be like a legitimate source here's the thing folks is that a lot of people with blue chicks are illegitimate period that's the other thing that we got to think about this and i agree with you greg is that at the end of the day we're talking about the most whiniest people in the world right. the right. whiniest people in the world imagine if elon musk came in to a restaurant And, you know, you have, and I I am a cheap ass. I'm a cheap motherfucker, right? But sometimes, like, we go somewhere, and I want to split a plate. We're not that hungry. And I'm looking on the menu to see if there's a $2 charge to split a plate. Imagine if Elon Musk got mad about the $2 charge to split a plate. Dude, he is the most humble rich man. No, no, he's rich. I actually disagree.
4: I think he's uh, starting to hit ridiculous mode. Oh, go ahead and look up his house and everything else, dude. I'm telling you, this guy. I think he's he's hit ridiculous mode.
2: Supposedly, he is unblocking himself from people who have blocked him. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Which is it's, awesome, it's, like it's mass
2: just, unblocking Elon Musk. Uh, he's like abusing. He's like a Twitter autocrat now. Yeah,
4: um, I mean, it, all right, it's just that's all I gotta things, say man. about it. It's, it's just, like
2: I don't feel sorry for AOC or Brady Quinn or right. David Tepper. If you don't want to fucking blue check, then don't have the don't blue check.
5: It. Yeah, you don't hey, have hey, it. Hey, just, no, I am Twitter more concerned
2: you. that they yeah. would put a paywall for Twitter in general which I they, think would destroy Twitter.
4: Yeah. They won't do that.
2: Yeah. They I don't think going, I do yeah. wanna...
4: Elon Musk will not drive this company into the ground. Look at the, I'm telling y'all, do you think this guy's really going to spend that much money in this company? And then it not be running. It, it, come on, man. Let's be smart.
2: I want him to do this. Actually. Someone told me <sighs> that he should like, he bought uh he overpaid for this business, which I kind of understand where they're he coming made from. A uh, lot of people,
4: a lot of money.
5: Well, I understand where they're
2: coming from on some of the fundamentals, but I owned about 10 shares of Twitter stock, which I don't own anymore because they paid me out, right? Like I, they bought your stock out, but at one point it was up to $65 a share. So when people say overpaid at 44, I think that's a recency bias. Number one. And number two, I think if I was Elon Musk, like I kind of want him to just what if he just took 44000000000 billion? He's got enough money. Right? Well, Isn't the, he got yeah. over $100 billion or whatever? Look, He's worth thing, more than that. He's like worth. Like, uh, what if he just shut down? I think it would be cool if he just closed Twitter. No. And just if, ate. Uh, no, what if he just ate $44 billion and just said, fuck all could. y'all written. And, and think about what, this. Like, a wouldn't that be a the biggest million. dick move in the history <laughs> of the world? That's here's, what I would do here's my
3: thing i love uh, there's a couple of things that i loved about this and cody i know you wanted to say something so i'll let you go here i just wanted to point this out like elon has no problem just being a sarcastic asshole like when aoc said that his first response was um i appreciate your feedback uh now pay me
4: 20 (laughs) dollars right right
5: (laughs) yeah
4: I mean, and he should be. And hey, fuck I'm her, you man. I'm, yes, I used to kind of like oh her God.
2: in some oh. ways, but she's gotten. Once she did that fake arrest picture. Yes, I'm done oh my with God. her. That was, my up. That oh was my when God. I got done. I got done with that bitch when she fake handcuffed herself.
0: So, um, look, I uh, I actually take pride in moving everything away from politics. I used to be heavily involved in politics. Now. I, I get I, I i'm on hills uh i'm kind of with Either you cody i didn't vote today i didn't let, vote the, hey, dude, I didn't let vote. the world burn i might never vote again how about that or if i'm some enemy of the state oh you can't you complain though me, oh you can't I complain don't, i don't yes you dude, do complain burn. about
2: everything no
0: i fucking don't
2: dude. and you America, can America complain America if i went and voted libertarian for everything and none of my candidates America. won nah, i might as well
0: America not have voted Listen, America always gets the president that it deserves. I'm not going to vote for any of these pre-approved uh, corporate fat cats on both sides, Republican or Democrat. So left if you wing, see somebody you like, right, you will I'll listen to all y'all for 30 fucking minutes. The left wing and the right wing are connected to the same eagle controlled by the same fucking head. It's That's a goddamn funny. sham. I don't give a fuck what anyone says bro you know what else is really hard to determine what someone is saying
4: it was never it's meant to be about really two
0: parties
2: i've never it's gave really, them uh it's uh,
0: really hard to um understand someone when they don't know how to ask a good question and we have had to you know we've interviewed a lot of people on the c3 panther podcast at this point and we have gotten good at asking questions uh, in fact, we have gotten a lot better than some people who are paid to ask head coaches questions. I have no other further examples other than uh, this one right here. Prepare yourselves. It's very dumb.
7: Coach,
8: um, at, at at 9-0, and you're, you're undefeated. And obviously, so far,
3: it's been a, a perfect season, if you will. Um, but if you look at a, a,
8: a team like this, would would you consider this a uh, if you were looking at a team like this would is the team a a work in progress i mean do you think that there is something that um
2: this team needs to uh, oh is this the guy that he already made a full of once? No, i'm
8: asking this, is this a okay. team that um is looking oh. for uh the right the, for answers in terms of uh, is this a uh, a team that you're looking for uh, for Ooh, the you got me lost man dog you get- <laughs> I, love- <laughs> I love Dion like, bro oh, you yeah, I, uh, for, for, forgive me or, coach
0: no no you good are you talking about us yes or Alabama uh,
3: I'm I'm asking you if
0: but it- you know if it's bad when someone <laughs> has to interrupt and be like bro, I don't know what you're talking about man Tyler was right that guy is so nervous. Dude, it's like, I, I'm asking him up, but I, I also feel bad for him. That guy had prepared a million times in his head what he was going to say. And I don't think he, he did. I think he did. I don't and think he did. I don't think he knew what he uh, was uh, 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 Just word vomit of the mouth, man. Uh, dude, come on. That was your moment. You messed it up, man. And now you look like a dumbass on the internet. Come on, bro. Thank I God they didn't show moment. his face. But ice up, son.
5: Who
2: was brought up? Is it, was it you? Who was the one that brought up the last one with Dion? Was that uh, uh, on this show? Or did it my was friend on this did... show.
3: No, it was on this show. Because it was okay. the, guy that, the guy that refused to call him coach.
2: Or the guy. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. It was. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. You haven't seen that. There was another one just two weeks ago oh, yeah, where it was a black here. guy asking him. And he goes. So he starts asking him. He's like, oh, hello. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, he goes, hey. He goes, wait a second, stop. You weren't talking like that before we were on camera. Ask me normal or something. And then he he brings it, and he's like, I thought I would. And then he does it again. He was like, was that normal? And this guy, I mean, he just fucking make – are you pulling it up? I hope Cody's pulling it up because <laughs> yeah, this okay. one – Please say you got it, Cody. This one is oh there. my boy showed it to me on uh, the pirate radio. That's what it is. If you CK, you're gonna love the, uh, this. Oh is incredible. Yeah, I haven't seen. And that. it makes that one look actually. I would say Dion. I'm surprised he waited that long. Once he said, "Do you think you're a work in progress?" He oh, should have like, said, though? "I'm nine and oh, bro." Like shut up. Shut. Wait until you see. This last guy, I hope, Cody. All right, you pull it up, Cody. We're going to come back to it. We're coming back to it. We have to listen to it. It's that good. Yeah, I want to see it. This is my ice up pick. And I have so many every week sometimes, but I'm only going to do this one. So I am a sucker for hoes on the internet, it turns out. I am, uh, but I'm not going to ever be catfished. I'm too cheap to be catfished right but like I my tiktok i'm like man I'm like, i was like i can't
4: last words man just be careful <laughs> no
2: i can't i can't help but look at a pair of boobs occasionally or something so i always these these what? stories sometimes pick speak to me but i saw this one and it said well i'm not getting this job and it looks like someone taking a picture of someone pulling up there, if we zoom, Oh, and I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. I'm giving away. So if you look at this, the picture on the screen, it looks like this lady got an email and it's a picture of her social media profile or social media, like some sort of Twitter or something or Instagram, whatever it is. And, um, Like what it was, like what she's trying to create is I'm not getting this job because they found my social media profile and it's too sexy too central, whatever. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is true folks. If you're trying to get jobs, they do look you up on Facebook, Instagram. Like they look your names up. So be careful what you say. Right. Well, what's great about this is someone in the comments, the comments are always the best. is someone says, why does it say edit profile in the picture? So what this girl did was in stage this entire, which everything on the internet is fake. 98% of the shit on the internet is fake. So this girl staged this entire picture with her friend I didn't like she was going to this job she didn't get this job because they checked her social media well it turns out she staged all this because she sent this email there's no way someone has an edit profile button for somebody in the email and then here is the next reply which says clever
0: by her to be honest wait that no i mean, what I mean it's her, fine it's fine that was, what was on her profile
2: <laughs> no but the, this is the next reply so she right, said that i didn't pun. get this job
3: tony I, you've got to you've got to describe what you we just saw because tony for uh, you know this joey the blind panther is not going to be able to see that
2: oh and he would like And this you know every, that joey oh, wants joey to wants to know, to know this, this one. all right so what we're looking at is a tweet from this person and actually joey you should go ahead and follow her It's at, I used to be a duck and her name is Steph. She does not have a blue check. She's not paying the eight bucks, but Joey, she would be happy if you paid her $8. Um, so it's this picture of this girl looking at a computer screen and it says, the tweet says I'm not getting this job and it looks at her profile. So it's like, she's not getting this job because she's looking at her social media information. And someone says, well, why the hell is there an edit profile button up there? Well, clearly this girl sent this picture in this email to her friend and staged this entire picture. The next reply is the most giant set of, well, not the most giant set, but a she
0: beautiful. got some double D's, I'll tell you, that I mean, much. There's a beautiful
4: <laughs> I mean, set of jugs a, in the next. The words perfection come to mind, yeah. And it yeah, says this, know. and the
2: she answer is, so support. she replied to her own tweet, and it says, I guess I'll keep this. And then she posted her OnlyFans. Um, Dude, that's
0: a good advertisement, man. She's. It cool. is, but I'm icing
2: this up. I'm icing up, I'm icing up, up all job. of us who believe that anything on the internet is real. Yes. It's yeah. faux. In uh, fact, I don't. Guess what? Her boobs are even fake.
4: Who cares? Are you no, sure? Well, I don't oh, care
2: about that. I have no problem yeah. with that. But I will not pay for boobs on the internet. Hey, I'm sorry. The hey, 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 hey. Sorry. There's too many free ones. Too many free ones.
0: The tooth fairy is fake. Them tits are real.
2: Somebody said this, look everybody's going into this they're like oh. and then look at how many idiot people are like, oh man that's messed up that's messed up and then when someone says this this guy says, why it say edit profile <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you motherfucker and like forget this and then some hmm. girls try and this is what's best is when people try to defend them. they're like oh no nah. but they're like, oh God
0: but by the way I, don't I have don't a problem with
2: any down. of this. What I have I don't
0: a... think they were fake by the way. I'm just saying. I oh, was too, I
4: mean, totally I don't afraid. know. Let's we'll, do I can give me? you more
2: hey, ice Um, do you have the... yeah. Please but say did, you have did, this did... Dion. Hang it's hang so good.
0: It's okay, did you... did you do your ice up? No, not yet. Okay, do yours and then I'll play this final project. It's
3: video. so good. Um, so mine is is going to be real quick. I wanted to do one. It wasn't an ice up, but it was just a really funny TikTok video of this um this a little it's a cat that has something wrong with it but it looks jacked it looks like a giant like a. it's got like these buff shoulders and buff legs and everything and uh and the comments on it it's it's like a legit like issue like it's it's life was in danger but in in this like the creator was like was trying to make the sad vibes oh, the comments all they are are like what's your pre-workout <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh man you how much can you lift bro <laughs> and like and then when They call it a kit bull. Anyway, a (laughs) kit bull. Anyway, um, but nonetheless, so mine is going to be. um, You know, I'm sure everybody's gotten the generic and and the most everybody's doing it the right way with the go out and vote. Right, go vote, go vote, go vote. Which I respect that. Um, I also respect people who choose not to because of you know feeling as though it doesn't matter. You know uh, what have you? Um, But at the end of the day. You shouldn't shouldn't feel obligated or even offended by what people are voting for. Right. You shouldn't dictate to people what they're supposed to vote for. This goes for every side. This goes to parents who are trying to dictate to their children what they should be voting for. Um, This is uh, uh, friends who are telling or people who are who are uh, social media influencers Um, to go out there and tell people to go vote for a specific candidate or for this specific thing or for this specific thing, you can, you can pledge your support for it, but to, to basically demand people go and vote the same way you do, uh, is a complete disregard of what democracy is. Um, and so if you were to tell me to go vote for the things that I believe in, I would respect you 10 times more. Um, I have no respect for anybody who's going to try to tell me that I need to go vote for something in particular because of where I live, uh, because of, uh, what my family believes, um, or because of what, where, what place I work, and how that's going to impact that, right? It's just not not something that I'm ever going to be interested in. Um, and the moment you tell me to do that, I'm going to lose all respect for you right out of the gate. Um, so for those people, and the many videos that I have seen online of parents getting pissed off at you know kids because they voted Democrat or uh, Democrat parents getting pissed off at their kids because they voted Republican, uh, I'm you know, going to ice up all you fools
2: i saw
0: i saw of, so of. because uh i always find what tony this
8: is so good bro hit football coach coach prime coach how you feeling today no straight up i always ask you how you, you feel I was not talking like that just two minutes ago was, can you do the interview can you come in like you normally sound i just want to be clear and concise and professional, yes, sir. So being you is not professional. Well, I mean, I can't say it hey, was up, co. I can't do that. I ain't actually do that. I just want uh, you to be you.
0: Okay, yes, sir.
8: Oh, it all gets worse. I don't right. right. Joining me is Jackson State coach, Coach Prime. Is that the, is that the same dog? It's the same. Like, <laughs> just be you. Just try your best to be you. Okay. All right. I, I thought I was doing that, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I want to know. Who's wrong here, though, is the question. See, like, if I say, "Man, what's up, Rob J?" That's me. Mm. What's up, Rob hey, you, you know the difference. You, did you see the difference?
7: Uh-huh.
8: That's what you do.
7: That's a opinion. <laughs> and I Look don't know space. who you're trying Look
8: to out there, but just I just want you to try. Your Rewind best it a
2: little bit, Gunny, Go back to the one point where you he mean, said, man, up, "I Roger? thought I was Look doing face. that." Mm what's up bro so here and let's explain you, it you? to Greg a little bit hold on just be you. is that just try your is... Best to be
8: you
0: okay all right. I, I thought uh, I was doing that that's the
2: best part all right so Greg what happens is this is Dion is saying this he's like um, we were just talking two seconds ago and now you're putting on professional face.
4: But what's wrong with that he's in a professional <sighs> right and job he said and i know job, Well, this yeah. is
2: what's wild about it is that in the beginning he makes him feel uncomfortable about it but y'all thought this guy with the word salad dude was nervous this is what i want to know is this the same guy Like that's what i so. really want to know rewind it know. 30 more seconds because this but when he restarts thing. for him bro is this is that he goes okay and here's the thing is he defers to dion here he gets shook but my man looks at him, he goes oh, that's what i thought i was doing <laughs> yeah, and listen, then, oh okay. no it gets and better I, I,
8: I, I mean i thought i was this, cool. Cool. Oh, oh, oh. But anyway this is so great try your best to be you. okay all right I, I thought i was doing that, but anyway um i want to just ask you you feeling okay <laughs> see, like, if I say, "Man, what's up, Rob J?" That's me. Mm. What's up, Rob J? You, you know the difference. You, did you see the difference? Uh,
9: what is that's D. what you do. do? <laughs> <Because, laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> the No, wait, just, wait, wait, I just wait, want you to
8: worse. try your best to so, be you. that's what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. How you feeling today? Much better. I feel good. I feel good. I mean,
4: <laughs> my Thank man. God, God, man. So, who be icing up there? That's what I uh, know. No, that we were
2: be... icing up the other guy earlier, but that one. You
4: could ice up D on there, man. Come no. On, dude. Yes, dude. For real. I mean, I, seriously. Yes, when I understand what you're saying, but job. the other
2: guy shouldn't he, he, he have. He, pu- like he should have like just this pushed back. Job, and he wasn't Dion, doing
3: on. Yeah, well, correct. When, I think I mean, the other guy. I think the other look, guy. And he looked have at the camera and he goes, oh,
2: shit. Like my man said, I thought that's what I was doing. That was the
4: best shit. That that would be like if Deion Sanders lost a game. Seriously, it'd be like if Deion Sanders lost a game, and the reporter walked up to him and be like, So, uh, you guys just weren't playing well good enough today, man. Like, why didn't you do a good enough job? Well, what's what's going on? Like, how come you couldn't coach to win today? And like, that's basically what Dion was doing. I know right Dion like, was
2: being right, a dick. I'm yeah. not lying. But I here's, understand here's, y'all are right. Dion was my, a
4: dick.
3: Here's my thing on that, too. And I know we gotta wrap this up, we've been going for so fucking long. Um
2: so awesome.
3: I'm having the, too much fun. Right. So, like when you pair this up with the other ones that we've seen with Dion, um him getting mad at the reporter for not calling him coach. Um, like, how are you going from getting mad at a reporter for not being professional enough to going and getting mad at a reporter for not being himself enough? Like the dude right. is so ass backwards, and and quite honestly, it's uh it, it's becoming a like I think people are on Dion's side here because Dion is Dion. And I think that he gets a celebrity oh, benefit. always
2: been Dion is Dion. Right.
3: right. And he gets a celebrity benefit. And like, it's, it's sort of like, well, it is it, oh, always Dion is Dion. So that's funny. It's really cool, but it's not, that's fucked up. That dude, it looks, it, that that's going to be something that he was awkward. And, and I guarantee you, his blood was
2: boiling. Like that's, or that he was just anybody. embarrassed as fuck and nervous. But here's boiling. what I've been, the reason I had Cody play that. Is because you guys played the word salad guy and I think Dion was nice to him.
4: I think he was nice Like I no, I yeah. mean the guy said, he, he, he
2: Do you, nice think, you think you guys need to find to an guy. identity? Do you need to improve? He said, You're nine and oh. Do you guys think you need to do you know who you are? Do you I know? think I know what he, he was said trying to say? Nine and yeah. oh. What well, I'm saying is you played question, a more recent clip. Yeah. Yeah. Of a guy who was bumbling and fumbling and nervous and dion was at, i thought that's patient dion you yeah. want to see asshole dion is this good he's like now start right. again and I, uh... takes the mic
3: from him so what oh what, my
8: god it's the so other awesome. reporter
3: i'll say this much i guarantee you you said you didn't think he was preparing i guarantee you he had the perfect question in his mind and the problem is he got halfway through it and he messed up what he was trying to say. And he got, yep. he started to fumble and try to go back and like try to make yep. it sound the way that he remembered it. And I've it just that. went all of all that he was. And the only reason I know I have done that so yeah. many times in my life that I know exactly what that is. Um, and, and so uh, I think what he was asking Dion there is you're nine and 0. Uh talk to me about what you see as areas of improvement on your team, as opposed to, Bumbling and bumbling through. Do you think your identity? Who yeah, you are. You think oh, it's yeah.
2: terrible. I'm saying that was nice, Dion. Dion, yeah. Dion has matured over two weeks. Sure. Hey, Dion, that coach. was nice.
4: Dion's Look, a great coach. I don't, I don't want well, to. Well, we don't
2: know. We also just know this is Dion just probably gets great players. And if you guys ever, if you want to watch something fun, is go watch the video of Dion being announced as the Jackson State quarter, uh, coach. And my man rides up in a limo, has like a parade. It's fucking over the top and awesome. My whole reason i saying. the whole reason I asked Cody to play that was, uh, I thought Dion was remarkably patient with a guy who made the most ridiculous question, while this other guy was like, "Hey, Coach, how you doing today?" And he was like what the fuck are you talking about you weren't
4: talking to me
5: like that five minutes ago What's I know that on,
2: and this guy was so shook bro yeah. he was he said i thought that's what i was doing and he looked yeah. at the camera all nervous it was awesome all right anyway i think that's part it. of the reason that this podcast goes on forever is, be- is because you're my best
4: friends guys no dude we haven't done that for like weeks right well no, we haven't yeah like oh. we, we, well it oh, was I, know, uh, I, you, think you the, I think that i think the falcons a week, are and i a no, i think the falcons
2: like week are week. winning i think the falcons yeah, are uh winning.
4: we could pick the game yeah i think the falcons are winning too oh and i don't really re- i
2: really just want to pick the panthers every week but
4: <sighs> sucks before we leave i do want to mention c336 get together thursday night uh. two days away uh vintage shuffle bar downtown winston-salem Way to go on the coming.
2: promotion, Greg. 1248.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll cut this out and put it in later. Or put it in a uh, short. Um, but uh, check us out. If you're interested or in the area or if you want to travel, we're going to watch the game there. Who knows where it goes from here. Maybe we start a C3 chapters in different chapters in different areas. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's going to be a fun time with some C3 uh, fans. And I'll, I'll be there. And uh, it'll be fun. Get together. Maybe All right. It's match.
2: the... It's the C three Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina cat Uh, the C three 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 six at the vintage sofa bar watching the Thursday night blackout. You wish was blacked out party. Uh, we'll be there and Greg's going to be there. That's awesome that he, look, Greg's been really pushing behind the scenes and making a lot of things happen for a C three. And I thank you for that on air. And I will thank you behind the scenes. Other than that, um, I want to say this is people if you're still listening poll questions who was right tony like message us man hit us up on twitter and in the chat look on the youtube chat or wherever you get us at wherever you're at who was right on in the arguments tonight tony or cody is one are 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 those boobs fake or are they real is another one a good yeah. do you not like fake boobs do you like fake boobs i've never touched <laughs> them so I, I don't know
3: we're going now, down a rabbit hole here. no number
2: three is this is uh what else is like i feel like we have a couple of questions that need to be solved by the audience um was dion a more of a, is dion yeah. becoming responsible or not who's the coach in pair um my name's tony dunn follow me at cat underscore chronicles on twitter we'll be here thursday night even though cody's gonna probably message me and be like it's so late do we have to do that and i'll be like bro you don't even get up till 12.
0: what wasn't I just talking oh, i know
2: stupid. i'm mad at you i'm calling i'm, I'm throwing bullets at you're catching to you. strays for oh, the rest I of did, your life oh, i you do
4: know. notice when i send, send text at like six o'clock in the morning nobody responds for like three or four hours i'm like okay Oh, I got to take my son. Tony to. sends text at like 3.30 in the morning. So I do. Yeah. And I also what have to take up? my
2: son because <laughs> I'm ridiculous. I also have to take my son to. I should have iced my son up. I'm icing myself up for te- encouraging my son to join the swim team two months ago. And he actually did it. And that means I got to take him to swim practice uh, at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday every week. And my sport wife. Ever did.
4: Hardest sport I ever did. Was Why was I That's doing
2: I'm you. All right. Um, We'll be here tomorrow night. I'll be here. I hope my bitch ass wife or my baby brother, whichever one you want to call. Hey, by in. the way, you're I'll always say, the Specify reason. that if, before I'll, we go live.
0: By that, the way, you're, sure you you're, you're, married. you're always the reason that the pet podcast goes extra long. That is so true. If totally I'm true. that, you're at least
2: that. Totally true. Issue. Totally true. Uh, Cody Lack, um, how can they not follow you?
0: Um, you can follow the actual voice of reason on this here podcast, C3 Cody Lack, Cody Lack at Twitter. Uh, you see me right there, man. Um, follow me at drafttech.com. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'll be here uh, every Friday at, uh, 7 p.m. See, that's why I'm used to dealing with Tony, because I'm used to dealing with like 10 different people in there at a time, every Friday at 7 p.m. Tony to me, bro. That's absolutely nothing. Every Friday at 7pm you can join the show make your opinion heard and because I'm not done debating everyone, I'm going to be debating Monty from 4 Man Rush this Sunday uh, on the channel at 5pm, man so that ought to be fun. Aaron uh, from uh, Dunk On Demand is going to be the guest moderator it's going to be fun, man. Hit the like hit the subscribe that's it
2: ck uh obviously you're playing that uh modern warfare what are we gonna yeah. do are we gonna can we squeeze in the madden simulation tomorrow night
3: uh that's what i'm wondering uh if, could, i guess we could talk a little bit when we get done here but um that's the game plan is to maybe try to see if we can get that in tomorrow night can we uh, do 9
2: or 9 30 yeah yeah all right that was my you tell me, you message us the time i'll be there i already planned this out tomorrow night we've got the beat check at eight o'clock um hopefully we're gonna land joe person at 8 30. Um, so follow Co- at Codizzle Allen on all and, the social medias,
3: yeah, and you'll uh, you'll hear the voice of logic on the podcast, mm. uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> or at kind of, least
2: a pretty voice,
3: uh, the voice of logic. Um, and <laughs> so you can find me, Codizzle Allen, on most social media platforms and uh, mainly here on the C3 Panthers podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, tomorrow night, man simulation.
2: Uh, Greg, I feel like Peripheral uh, episode number three is the most important episode. I feel like I'm going to have to go back and watch it again because Mm. I think that's the pivot point in the show. Anyway, uh, tell us where they can find your work.
4: Yeah, man, you can find me at TheBatDaddy52 on Twitter. Um, I also do a show, Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. So good, folks. You got to check it out. I appreciate that, man. We go live every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, but we're actually going on Saturday this week because this Friday, all of the geeks are going to go see Black Panther 2, which we'll be covering on Saturday along with Andor Titans Peripheral, and we have guest Phoebe coming on with her comic, Super Liminal uh, Latency. Joey,
2: Black Panther forever <laughs> wakanda for life can't wait to see it's gonna break every
4: record isn't it greg yeah oh yeah i'm, I'm sure it will like there, there's gonna be i'm not gonna say the movie's gonna be great i think it's gonna be a good movie because i enjoyed the first one and i think this one looks really good but no matter what this movie does it's going to break records because people are going to want to go see it they're dying, dying to see it. how they do uh chadwick boseman as well yep I'm assuming there's going to be some Ooh, crazy tribute. oh
2: my god i forgot exactly. about that. because
4: remember he's not there so and they had to rewrite this whole thing without him being there so everybody wants to see how they're going to handle that and I, i'm not putting any opinions out there till saturday come check us out but i i think it's going to be a good movie I don't. See one more time one, so. more time
2: one more time low-key in the audience is asking geeks chasing squirrels through the multiverse Tell them just briefly what this podcast is, because
4: if you're into stuff that we are, that's not sports, this is the podcast for you. Oh, yeah. It's a, basically kind of like a pop culture podcast, man. We cover everything. We cover books. We cover television shows. We cover movies. Like right now, we're doing Titans, Peripheral, Andor. We cover everything Star Wars, everything Marvel, everything DC. And then, you know, different kind of stuff on top of that. Um, you know, like we did Rings of Power. Um, we do movie house reviews, of the dragon house of that? the dragon yeah like, like we we cover a little bit of everything basically we take we try to take a lot of the top shows that are kind of within a fantasy action uh genre sci-fi, yeah. and and sci-fi genre yeah it's a nerd and, and podcast that. it's a nerd podcast exactly. and i love In it title, i'm a nerd yeah. i'm a nerd so low key really go fun. check it out but it's please. it's 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 based a lot on this show it's fans who are not experts having a good time talking about things they love so, Wonderful stuff. Yeah, uh, Cody Lack, take us out of here.
0: C three Panther Nation. Until <laughs> next time. Tony, hey. don't know shit.